Welcome to the Salacast on Saturday, the 5th of February, 2011. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, uh, Zachary Burgess. Hello, for the second podcast of 2011, in February. <laughs> in February, that's true. <laughs> and Robert Kemp. Charmed. <laughs> Welcome to Radio 4. <laughs> Welcome to Radio 4. Are we, what's going on? Are we getting lax or something? It's, well, it's only been it's no, been it's, two, it's weeks, been two weeks it? since the last one. We had a bit of a break before the the last one we did. That's true. We had a, like a three week break, but really, it ought to be more often than every two weeks, oughtn't it? By our usual yeah, schedule. probably. So yeah, yeah. let's true. get back on track. Anyway, well, this is close enough. <laughs> this is us ramping up to be back on track in twenty eleven. So yes, uh, so before we start the show, everyone, we'd like to give you a little insight into our self motivational techniques. Um, like, let's be less crap. Okay, moving on. <laughs> That's how we do it. Okay. <laughs> so how is everyone? In I can't believe it's been a whole month of, of twenty eleven. Doesn't even seem like no, it's a bit a weird. Real year, yeah. It's not a real year. It's a fake year. It's one they made up. We're in the Matrix or something. Or we're in a dream within a dream. Fucking blah. Well, we still don't have a name for this decade, do we? The, the, nor- the nor- nor- Tenties. But... <laughs> Welcome to the Tenties. <laughs> we're technically in, we're in year 2021. Twenty twenty one. We should all be living in tents, though, and we're not. I mean, I'm still in a house. I don't know about you guys. It wouldn't make much sense if we called it the Housies. No, <laughs> that's true. Hmm. Anyway, so... The Housies. Uh, so it... Yeah, I don't know what would you call it. Were the Tenties or the Ones? Or the just the Tens? The Ones. Maybe. The Ones doesn't work, though, because they'd have to be all one. Like, I mean, 2011 works because it is a one, but 2012? Why is it that 2012 sounds so much cooler than 2011? Is it that... Because 11 has loads of syllables. Yeah, that's true. There's two, only two syllables in... How many syllables in 2012? Three. 2012, three. Yeah. Mm. Yes, that is superior. 11, there's five. And... That's way too many. Way too many uh, syllables for a year. Then again, we used to say like things like 1994, which is five. No, we didn't. We just said 94, <laughs> didn't we? Oh, okay. It's a thing. <laughs> Everything was shortenable at the time. Now we have to say 01 or... And you can't what, even what say, oh, you have to say 11. Yeah, that, 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 that doesn't work at all, does it? 12. Back in 12, I was doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not going to work, is it? And it's especially confusing, of course, for sports-based computer games. FIFA 11, so that's the 11th FIFA game, right? No. No, no, it's too no. short for 2011, but they just couldn't be bothered to bring back the 2000 after a while. They did it yeah. for a bit, didn't they, like calling games like... FIFA 2000 or FIFA, or did they just go FIFA O? Well, what did they do for like <laughs> NHL O2 or something? 2001. 2001. NHL. Yeah, no, they were to, the NHL games were labelled 2000 and stuff because we used to play 2002, didn't we? Yeah, was that the one? Yeah, that was the one. <laughs> I really like that. I mean, well, and you even like mod. I had all that cool like game card like collecting thing in the menus where you could collect yeah that were completely random or... you could use them in the middle of a match to to boost that player why haven't they kept that that was cool 
I presume they haven't, because I haven't seen I suppose it wasn't re- really realistic, but it was cool. I mean, 2002, was... in terms of what I consider the NHL series to be, was a was a proper game, you know what I mean? And then they went down EA's, like... At that point, it still wasn't particularly realistic, but was fun. And then every game after that, they decided to sort of slowly go move towards more and more realism in it. Is that uh, what they're like got, now? It, yeah, it's, it's gradually got less and less fun. When did they introduce the whole sort of skill shot thing with the right... Uh, uh fairly stuff. recently. Oh, is that recent? Okay, I don't know. I to be honest, I got really frustrated with the 2002 because I was really crap at it, and I know it was hard. it was all about killing people. <laughs> yeah, you had to bash everyone out, of it, which is cool, and but I could never get it to go in the. And it made satisfying hand. sounds, and and the crowd was hilarious, and the announcers were hilarious. It was genius. And you added all that because you had the PC version. Oh yeah, we we changed all the, all the soundtrack because so so it was even more awesome. I don't know why, but that um, Chemical Brothers track you put in the menu just suited it absolutely perfectly. Was that in the game, yeah. or was that you? No, no, it wasn't. We added that. Yeah, we it was Block Rocking block beats. beats. And because the game, like, would fade in the music and stuff, wouldn't it? And do yeah. all that to it properly. You know, and it would, yeah, it, it would, like... Wait, when you import... The track importer, sort of, like, when you put it into the thing, you could set how much reverb you wanted on the track, so you could still hear it, but oh. made, in, in, enough so it sounded like it was in the stadium and things like that, so you could... Oh, that's really It clever. gave you the control to sort of tweak it yourself. That kind of stuff's awesome. I mean... But but it was kind of funny, because we messed it up slightly in the sense that we made it... Whenever the away team scored a goal, there was always a slightly sarcastic song playing, like the chicken have... and ham song from South Park, or... or South Park, or, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you had the cool music for the home team. <laughs> so, yeah. Zach, did you copy those files off Rob when you played it on your PC? Yeah, have the same sound. Took that exact copy, basically, because <laughs> it was awesome. Yes, it's good also to because it was like we were trying to continue our never-ending league. <laughs> we never finished one. No, we never got close. <laughs> I have trouble with sports games. I don't know. Can you do with like uh, soccer games now? Can you do like ladders and stuff? And you know, Presumably, I don't know. I don't really play footy games. No, neither. Anyway, so video games that we have been playing. Let's move on to that, shall we? Uh, talking about the... like year games, though. There was a, there was a slew of games, wasn't there, where they came up with like like lengthy dated names, like Wipeout twenty ninety seven or whatever, and it's like somehow that's I suppose because they went from ninety seven. You know, there's something about the 90s maybe that sounds okay, or the anything with a T in it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> 2097 doesn't sound too bad, but it's a bit long-winded. 2097. Yeah, uh, presumably that was 100 years after the year it was released, was the why, why they chose Probably, the name. Because yeah. you know why they chose the name? We didn't mention it when we were talking about San Francisco Rush, but 2049 is, of course, because the gold rush was in 1849. And uh, um, that's that's why the 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 gold miners were called forty niners because that was the year, and so that's why it's called twenty forty nine because it's a, a second so rush, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. That that's the logic behind that particular year. But um. Genius. Yeah. That's more genius than it probably deserves. <laughs> yeah, probably. Is that yes. feel free going to be twenty forty two? Lol. Oh gosh, no, have you seen that? It's modern, through. but they could probably get away with making it slightly future modern. <laughs> they've announced that now. Uh, you yeah, that? The, fi- finally some stuff is happening. Yeah, stuff. They've announced a website and they've uh, cancelled um, 
1943 on the PC so they can concentrate on it, which is which is good, which is good. <laughs> well, it's but both I mean, annoying and kind of you know it, it didn't make any sense why it was taking so long in the first place. That's true. Like, why can't they? It should have been like immediate or at least like a month after or something. It's a bit mysterious, and everyone was hoping for it for so long. It was really weird. And it wouldn't have been that great if it did come out. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it's it's you know graphic up update and it's still a good game and you know there's no and and they already made it on X. Yeah, but they already made it on Xbox. If you know what I mean. And well, to be fair, half the maps in 1942 were utter shite. But (laughs) yeah, but they they only had some of the Pacific maps on 1943, and they were some of the best ones. ones. Yeah, they were the good ones often. And it had the planes. Well, which are cool. like, they didn't have Berlin, and that's obviously yeah. the most important now. But, even yeah, though can't, because the AI was, all... was terribly retarded. But it was all Berlin. Pacific, though, wasn't it? So they couldn't have had Berlin even if they, they wanted to. Have. They would have to have made Germans and German tanks and uniforms and things and all that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm getting a little bit confused because they, if they made it for Xbox, and presumably once you've made something for Xbox, the port to PC must be quite easy because they're very similar. And that's you'd think so. I don't know what the reason was. Anyway, the number of just... times people have ported from consoles and totally screwed everything up. <laughs> that's true. Well, yeah, that has happened a bit. It, you know, lazy ports because you know it depends what optimization. We've talked about this before, but it depends what optimizations they make to get it super sweet on the console that you can't Can make on the PC. Dug up back to the 1942's original PC files and then just like updated all the models. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's not as simple as that, is it? Uh, Maybe none of it was that easy. Well, they moved uh, it into apart from maybe not making it run on the XP and seven. That might yeah. be well, a mo- problem. Does it not they run moved on it into the... uh, it, it does run on XP, so sure, oh, so it's probably fine. okay in seven then. Yeah. But anyway, they moved it to to run on the Frostbite engine as well, didn't they? Because they'd already written yeah. that and for for the modern consoles. So they thought maybe maybe guess... it was maybe it was a, an easier job rather than porting the old the old game. Well, you can play that Vietnam uh, thing, Battlefield Bad Company 2 Vietnam expansion, on the PC. Apparently it's really good, so I think mm. you can play it on PC. It was on Steam. Uh, yeah, I can't say I've seen it, but... Yeah, might be interesting. Did you see the teaser trailer for Battlefield 3? Um, it's, like, really short, and it has no gameplay or anything. It's just a load of, oh, this is going to be modern combat or whatever. But the funny thing is the music, because what they've kind of done, it's only, like, I don't know, uh, 20 seconds long, but they've taken that da dum dum da dum dum da dum dum da dum dum, and they uh, they've made it kind of ominous by Drum making it all, all one pitch. <laughs> so it so it goes like this da dum dum da dum dum da dum dum da dum dum, and the problem with that is it sounds exactly like da dum dum da dum da dum dum da dum, which is the Terminator theme. <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> it's like why are you playing the Terminator theme? It's but and then I I had to listen to it for quite a while before I realised that it was actually the Battlefield theme, but really hmm. it had the but same beat. Single noted. It, like yeah, it's got like an extra beat because if you listen to the <laughs> 1942 theme, it actually yeah. is quite similar to, to the Terminator theme, except more jaunty and more, more so, but but if it, so the annoying thing is one again. Really, yeah, the sort of Arabized. Yeah, it had the Arabized version. Yeah, and the did it have a Chinese version? It, it must have done. Kind of, but not as obviously. It wasn't the same tune, I don't think. They had a Chinese theme, but I don't think it was quite so. That's right. It wasn't like a because that was like a remix, wasn't it? The Arab version of the yeah. Battlefield theme. Yeah, I don't know. Or so, just take twenty one forty twos because those were awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, I you know, so far I've, I. The battlefield's like um, 
uh, artwork and stuff. They, you know, the stuff they've released for Battlefield 3 is so bloody derivative. There's just that standard mopey soldier walking towards the camera. Yeah, that, and that, like that both the Call of Duty has done before, and I'm sure something else ripped that off quite recently as well. So it's just mopey soldier walking at camera. I think it's kind <laughs> of a shame that Call of Duty have gone away from their classic man shouting at the camera and oh, pointing yeah, yeah. towards the combat. <laughs> that was brilliant. They should have done that with Modern Warfare, having like uh, uh, what's his name, McTavish, or no, it's uh, Captain yeah. Price. No. Well, because yeah. Price was in the the. Price was actually in the original Call of Duty, but um, yeah, but uh, no, hopefully actual... not the same price. No, it was, but he looked identical. He had the same tash. <laughs> uh, he was actually in those old games, but um, yeah, it's a different character now. But uh, still called Price and still with the crazy moustache. But yeah, they could have him sh- have him on the box shouting and pointing at I don't know a nuclear a bomb going off or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would have been funny, but no. Now they have to have the classic. Have you seen this? Like a, a bit of a meme about that, actually. The way that all those games have the same cover of the man yeah. walking through the sort of smoky haze with the mopey soldier. Yeah, with the stuff behind. Yeah, it's the same with Bad Company too, and uh, which is weird because that game could have had a more comedy cover, couldn't it? Or at least I don't know because of the characters being a bit. Yeah, crazy. they could have done. Could have done something a bit more interesting, but no, they had to have Mopey Soldier because it sells, presumably. Don't quite know why. Or maybe it's because when you see that, you you automatically associate, oh, it's going to be a game like Modern Warfare or something. Yeah, but no. Uh, damn. And that's maybe why Battlefield 3 is modern instead of doing something else again. Mind you, they've kind of run out of options at this point. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of have. Like, they've already covered past, present, and future, and it's like, well, I guess we'll just go back to present again then, <laughs> since everyone seems to like that. Yeah, you don't want to go further back in time. Battlefield World War One would be really crap. <laughs> but they did that as a mod for Battlefield 1942. Somebody did, did they? It was difficult to play. Because <laughs> you know how, like, the planes in 1942 were already pretty fucked up, and then you turn, like, the airspeed down even lower. <laughs> it's like, if you slow down at all, you just fall out of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> what, like, Sopworth Camels and things, and uh, yeah. uh, tri- Fokker triplanes and... That would be quite fun, yeah. but it'd be that the tanks would be so unbelievably massive and, and hilarious, yeah, and they'd have so about five funny. occupants or something. That'd be quite fun. <laughs> I mean, you'd have to have, like, realistic mud simulation and stuff like that, to have, you know, like, yeah, destructible terrain so that you could blow up, use shells to... Because the artillery in 1942 was a nightmare, wasn't it? Do you remember trying to spot for artillery and... Actually, trying to hit. It was totally with. awesome, though. Basically, the only problem with artillery was like you had to get the one where it's because like it was two seater, where it's like one guy was driving and one guy was actually firing. Yeah. But the gun was fixed to only point forwards, so you That's had to right. rely on the person driving to aim. <laughs> Either that, or you so, had to keep getting out and into the other seat. Or, oh no, you had yeah, to you you, press the you button. You had to steal it you? and then like park it on top of a hill somewhere <laughs> out of the way where no one else could jump in and fuck you up, and then just That's go right. aim it yourself. <laughs> But it took ages, and it, but the AI was actually quite good at using it, as opposed to everything else that the AI did, which was a nightmare. Yeah. But it could actually kill you with that WESP thing, or whatever it was. Was it called yeah. the German artillery gun that always just killed you out of the blue? Something you like that. Playing with AI, something like that. Anyway, <laughs> classic. Yeah, they've never really got artillery to work that well. I mean, does Battlefield 3 even have, uh, 2 even have artillery? It has those... Uh, the artillery that you could deploy. Or whatever, yeah, there's it? the orbital drops, isn't there? Yeah. But well, yeah, and the not, not actually as a unit. 
Yeah, not actually as a drivable unit. They were just like at your base, and those special forces guys would occasionally go and blow them up. Particularly on the goddamn beach assault level where they're right in the open and right next to the cat point. They're constantly dead. Yeah. And then you drop a supply crate next to them to auto repair them. (laughs) Oh, is that how you did it? Best tactic ever. They need to Or if you're a real bastard as a support, as a, as a, Stealth guy, you go and blow them up with go and blow them up with your C4. Then wait for the commander to inevitably drop a supply crate under the repair them. Then resupply your C4 off the supply crate and blow them all up again. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait, hang around. Because yeah. you do could do you could be like a lone wolf on that game quite easily because some of those levels were so huge that you could just bum around in the enemy base, couldn't you? Really. They would, you probably wouldn't even be noticed because everyone that spawns there just gets straight in the vehicle and drives off towards the fight. So you could just hang around bombing yeah. stuff, couldn't you? And there's less sort of scanning and shit like in 2142 where it's like, if you're playing Commander, you're basically never looking at anything apart from the map and you're like constantly running the scan, the, the, instead of the UAV, the like sweep scan that scans the whole map. So you're yeah. like, you can see where everyone is. It's like, oh look, there's one of those bosses in my base. <laughs> Yeah, that's better. Point it out. What would you do in Battlefield 3 to improve the commander mode? Because it, it does work. Yeah, it's alright, actually. But... It, it still needs to be better. I mean, it's a, such a cool idea, obviously. Obviously, it's everyone's dream is to play Command & Conquer, but have all the little people be actual people <laughs> and order them around. It's an amazing idea. But in practice, like in, in 2, you just got lots of votes. and I don't know, that's I don't think... People it's understood never how to do really it. really go to work because it's just like you could never. The whole idea of like having a commander who's like aware of the battlefield or whatever, you're never actually aware. It's like you can tell, say, like go and attack this point. And it's like, but actually, the, the people who are actually fighting know better what they want to do <laughs> because it's like maybe they can see enemies and stuff. Even if you're scanning, you can never actually tell how it's going to go. That's true, it's and you can't to go to a point. You can't really do any kind of strategic manoeuvres because the point that you're supposed to assault next is usually pretty obvious, isn't it, to everyone, what the yeah. next one is. There's usually an, uh, an option of about two that you could go for. You could either defend this one or... Well, you really... I mean, it's nice to know that you need to defend a point, but then, I mean, that's obvious as well because as soon as they get into range of the point, then that appears on your map as a soldier, doesn't it? That yeah. it's being taken, so you just rush back over there. So... What what could the commander tell you, you know, that you wouldn't already know? Or that would actually be helpful? Well, that's why it's like on 2042, it's just all the spotting constantly. Particularly for, like, where there's, like, single guys sneaking around. Not that anyone ever really pays attention to that either, but it's just, like, make make people aware <laughs> that there's nice. some stealth guys trying to sneak around the back or something. So the commander could, like, click on... Once it done a scan, could like yeah, spot. Yeah, once it does the sweep, if it and... picks up a dot, you just right click on it and then like spot it. And then that'll appear on everyone's radar. Yeah. Well, that's... Yeah, but then you're not much of a commander. You're more of a, like a spy. <laughs> a bloke. recon dude. Yeah. yeah. I mean, which is fair enough. I mean, that could be a legitimate role. I think you could be the UAV guy, and you could just sit in the UAV's truck in your base, and. Um... Yeah, and just and just do reconnaissance rather than trying to command people. That might be might make more sense because um yeah, yeah. no one wants to be told what to do, do they really? They want to be doing it of their own agenda. Although the squad system's cool. How could you improve that for Battlefield three? I don't know. I hope it's good, basically. <laughs> yeah. 
It was. It was still seem. It was like it. It finally started making sense in twenty one forty two, where you could drop spawn beacons and they were orbitally deployed. It was like yes, logic instead of like blokes randomly appear next to the commander, <laughs> just like ding. Mm. Yeah, that's a lot better. Not that they didn't do that as well if you hadn't deployed the spawn beacon, but <laughs> yeah, you could just you could just spawn on your squad leader, couldn't you? Yes. Hey, maybe they should make it so you can only be a commander if you have a voice headset, and the only way you can tell people what to do is using voice rather than with icons and stuff. So you have no, to actually right. click on a squad <laughs> and then give them a transmission. And also, the transmission is like deliberately kind of garbled, so it sounds like it's over a bad radio, whatever. And so you have to speak in code, so they, they, so they yeah. make sense. Yeah, <laughs> and, the, and, the, and, the, and the game tells you what the codes are or whatever. <laughs> But not, not, not. But like... they'd have to know the codes as well. Yeah, but it would come up or whatever. I don't know. Or it would have some kind of. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they would have to know the codes. Yeah, that's true. That'd be so cool though if you could like if you were like a squad commander and you actually got proper orders over the radio and then you had to respond with like a ten four. I'd say you're <laughs> stupid. This is done. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, uh, just disobey orders basically. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It'd be cool if it worked, which it wouldn't. So don't do. That. <laughs> oh man, I, I hope it's good though. I, I look forward to it because it's got to be something other than TF2 in the history of, you know, the future. <laughs> or be TF3. The history of future. <laughs> you know, it's just TF2 now, isn't it? That's all you need to do on PC anyway. Pretty much. Although Zach was, was has dipped his, he's moved into the, the bloody rival territory of Monday Night Combat. Oh, you've actually Hardly tried rival. this, have you? So how's it going? With that? It's kind of hilarious, but obviously it's never going to defeat TF2. Obviously, it's but it's just, fun though. It, yeah, it's it kind of awesome. <laughs> kind of. Oh, cool! Hilariously ridiculous. Definitely ridiculous. <laughs> Where it's just like everything's. So like, it's like Team Fortress has what you know character character there characters or whatever. Where it's like the engineer is like this Texas guy, and you know the scout yeah. is a punk or whatever. <laughs> yeah, from Brooklyn but, or wherever he's from. But then like the Bronx, I think it's sort of even more exaggerated in Monday Night Combat, where it's like the the, the, the like engineer support guy is so very Italian. <laughs> <laughs> That's no good, though, because Italians can't make things. You know, everything Italian falls apart, isn't it? That's a stereotype, like, isn't it? He's like coffee and, you know... <laughs> coffee. Coffee. <laughs> That's basically it. No, that... I don't guess he doesn't say coffee that much. That's just like his when you when you do your, like, Uber thing with the juice. He's like... It's like my heart is drinking a thousand espressos. And then you go cook with people. <laughs> yeah. So it has an equivalent of the Uber, which is called juicing, is it? Sort of. It's like your personal Uber. It's like uh, you build it up from, like, you know, doing good, I guess. And when you destroy enemies and the robots and stuff, they drop normally money, but occasionally you get, like, the juice pickups as well, so you can pick oh. those up for a bit more. And then once you've filled up your bar, you press the button and go insane. It's like, you get all your health back, you get more armor, you get you move super quickly, and you get the incredibly high damage on your bullets. <laughs> so it's just like, charge! And you just murder everyone. So it's like a crazy quad damage situation. Yeah, basically. 
Awesome. And then so that that like oh I mean the whole I the whole idea of the game where it's like I didn't really know what the fuck it was initially. But then once they show, once they actually put that video up on Steam, where, where it says on that Kotaku quote, where it's like, it's like Dota or whatever, and I, I've never actually played Dota, Dota or any of the relevant games related to it, like League of Legends or whatever. But as soon as it said that, I was like, all oh, right, now it sort of makes sense. <laughs> it's like I know oh, what I... that game is about, and I understand the idea of this mechanic. I thought Dota was like a Warcraft three mod or something. Yeah, it is. How is that like TF two? What? It's 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 like TF2 combined with Dota. It's like you're you're oh. you you basically it's like you have your two your the two teams bases obviously, and you have mm-hmm. to destroy the thing in the middle, the money ball, a big ball of cash. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's all about money. But okay. but like the only way you can get through the shields of the money ball is if your robots get in there and take it down. And like, so the robots just spawn out of your base constantly and then walk down these predefined routes. And then obviously they, the two teams' robots meet in the middle and just destroy each other, basically. <laughs> so the idea okay. is you have to get out there and like assist your robots to gradually push into the enemy base so they can take down the shields and then everyone just beats the shit out of the money ball. Oh, okay. So that's where the like Dota comparison comes in with like the lanes and everything. And then obviously oh, you set up base defense turrets in your base and stuff, upgrade those as well. With, there's a sort of using your money. There's sort of there's a sort of random similarity with um do you, the the multiplayer on Future Cop. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, where that was the thing you, I was thinking could, of. You could spawn robots from your base and they would just blindly charge at the enemy, and like uh, killing the enemy robot was like it, that was the big win. It's like that's the same sort of thing in in Dota and Monday Night Combat, where it's like obviously killing the enemy players gives you a lot larger advantage in terms of cash and having one of them out of the way for a moment. Hmm. Hmm. So grinding the robots is like the main way you get cash, where it's just like, kill some shit, and then you upgrade your dude, or you upgrade your base defense turrets, and then your skills get better, and then you start running into other... And then, like, class balance or whatever, obviously. That's the important thing. It's pretty balanced. Other robots it, don't have classes, do they? They're just robots. Well, they do. Basically, you get like you're you're the ones that just randomly spawn out of your base constantly. Is like these two kinds, where it's like a little midi one and then a sort of medium one. <laughs> That's not really very descriptive, but it's just like two kinds of robots. <laughs> and they just they're just general sort of short range yeah. laser and a melee attack kind of robots. And then each ca- each class on your team, which is there's six of six different classes of player character. You can go to like the robot spawn door in your base and pay the money to make a, a, another robot that's specific to your class. Oh, okay. So it's like, that's another place where you can invest some of your money to like alter alter the like what kinds of robots are attacking. So it's like the support guy has like an artillery robot, and then like the the ninja assassin person has like stealth robots and stuff. So are the robots a lot easier to kill than players, presumably? Uh, most of them. There's right. so, some of the robots are hardier than others, and then of course every like five minutes or so, your base spawns the giganto robot. It's called the jackpot, <laughs> where it's just like this giant thing, and it has a shit ton of health, and it just like stomps everything. Is it like a commander <laughs> from from <Super laughs> Command? <laughs> yeah, sort stomp, of. stomp. Oh, and, uh, and then obviously when you kill that, you get a shit ton of cash. The jack jackpot jackpot lol. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so what classes have you been playing then? I've mostly only been playing support because it's like, okay, so there's these six classes and it's like, so you've got the assassin, which is the equivalent of the TF2 spy, basically. Yeah. Only it's more like spy crossed with scout because it's insanely fast and you can cloak. <laughs> okay. So like, you, know, you just have to be like be sprinting around cloak to then try and backstab people because it instant kills them or whatever. Except okay. that's the that's the weird thing about the assassin in in Mother Night Combat is that one you when you get into the backstab it's not like instant like TF2 it's like got an animation so if people are paying attention they can like shoot you off them just to save them in time like in Halo Reach or yeah like, yeah like, like when you attempt to basically. assassinate in Reach yeah right okay and then That's like cool. the, the cloak makes a noise and so you can detect them and then they once they get close they shimmer a bit so you can see where they are so you can try and stop them. But on the other hand, they're incredibly fast, so that <laughs> makes it... Yeah, relatively... that gives them a lot of maneuverability, and they have, like, a, a couple of their skills are for, like, escaping and that sort oh, of cool. thing. So mm, that's, that's, like, cool. the assassin. And then you've got... What are the other ones? You've got the normal assault guy, where it's just, like, machine gun and grenade launcher. Sort of the equivalent of... <laughs> sort of equivalent of the Derek Man. Conveniently, since he's black as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's, like, general guns. General do guy, particularly yeah. interesting because that's quite unique for TF2. The fact that it doesn't have any class with a decent assault rifle, machine gun type thing. Yeah, which no. I think is great. It's a really good thing. But I mean, yeah, yeah, mix it up. But though, this, is, this is, has quite a lot more sort of gun. He's, I, I don't know. I, when I when I've played him, I normally use the grenade launcher instead of the machine gun. Really, I mean, I mean it's splash damage, and you have to directly hit because the grenades kind of bounce awkwardly out of the way normally if you don't actually hit the target. Right. But, then but is it easier to hit someone? Stuff. Is it easier to hit someone directly than with a demo man grenade? Yeah, um, I'd say so. Probably. Cool. That's good. So that's I find that quite hard. And then there's there's the two heavy classes, which are tank, which is like the equivalent of the. It's sort of a pyro crossed with a heavy, where it's like <laughs> flamethrower, but he's quite heavily armored. And right. his second secondary weapon is like a railgun, so it's got a sort of element of sniping in there as well. So presumably he... he's not as slow as <coughs> heavy, because otherwise he'd never get <coughs> close enough to flame anyone, would you? Yeah, he's you sort would... of moderately fast, sort of ah, medium okay. speed. And he has like a charge attack where you can cover the ground really quickly and like knock people off the level. <laughs> That'd be cool um... if heavies could charge, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course that would... That would... That would be it's like the, the speed pretty... gloves and stuff, lol. Yeah. It's more like the Dairyland charge, I guess. <laughs> and then you've got the actual heavy class, the gunner, who's right. just like basically exactly like the heavy minigun. <laughs> <laughs> minigun like, and slow and big. stand there and just. Although his minigun's quite funny because it like it it fires faster the longer you fire it. So instead of just spinning up, it's like you fire it and it's like. Awesome. That's cool. And then you can upgrade to like dual mini guns. Oh, a bit like the um, a bit like the mini gun from Quake Two. Do you remember that? Because it sort of went. Pa, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember what his secondary weapon is. Now that I think about it, mini. Oh wait, he has like a. It's another kind of grenade launcher, basically. It's called mortars, but it's really just more like grenades. <laughs> okay. That sounds fun. interesting. Well, the interesting thing about all this as well is when I played the demo on Xbox, I really didn't think it worked. I didn't think it <laughs> hung together at all in the, right. you know, the balance. Basically, every game I, I played in was a complete walkover for one team. There was never a, a sort of... Uh, there, was no, there was no sort of, like, 
to and fro in the match or something, one team would just immediately walk over. And it seemed too complex to sort of think, oh, now I need to upgrade this, now I need to do that, now I need to do that, blah, blah, blah. It didn't seem... Everything seemed too fast and too complicated and too... Uh, I don't know, maybe it was, maybe it's, and maybe it's because of the Xbox control interface and the way you did things and the giant menus that take up the entire screen. I don't know, it just, bits, I didn't think it worked at all, but I'm getting the complete different impression about the PC version from what yeah, Zach I, says. It's like, I've never, I don't think I've ever really seen any matches that haven't lasted the entire 20 minutes. <laughs> it's like, mm. norm, I mean, they have, you do kind of get like, you've, I've had several matches where it's like one team will push push in sort of midway through the game, do some damage to the money ball, and then the defending team is like, oh shit, and then they actually build tons of defences, but then they can't actually push forward either, so it just goes to time, and then the team who did some damage wins. <laughs> it's just like... So normally they... It's like... And the other problem is, I don't know, it seems like you get too much money towards the, mid, towards the end game. <laughs> Maybe that's just the servers I'm playing on again. Because I think the one I'm playing on has it, so you can't you can't buy juice, which is one of the options. The server I've been playing on mostly, right. and I assume that's where most of the money goes towards the end of the game. Because after you've oh, upgraded all your base defense turrets and all of your personal skills, it's like what else are you going to spend it on? <laughs> so what's the, the what's the problem with having? So what's the problem with having everyone having too much money at the end of the game? Does it actually well, change? It, the just, game? it just means that there's no more. Like, there's no more chance for it to become less balanced. It's like everyone has their, has their personal has skills to the maximum. Right. So it's like there's no... So you don't lose anything by dying, then? No, not your skills or anything. I guess you don't oh, lose okay. anything. You don't lose money. I mean, you give the enemy team money by dying, obviously. Ah, oh, right, yeah. That's the, the Dota comparison again. But you don't lose your own money? No. Okay. And then... Oh, yeah, I've... I just want to complete my my initial thing of the last two classes. There's there's sniper obviously, which is just exactly the same as the TF2 sniper rifle. Basically, it's like right. sniper rifle and some machine gun. How oh, it can be conveniently similar? Does it have the power up thing while you're zoomed in? No, it's just insta headshot if you headshot them, which is kind of nice as well because it's like <laughs> particularly yeah. if it's like a gunner basically standing still. It's like ding. <laughs> But can you no scope? Like, can you can now? fairly effectively, but it's not okay. incredibly accurate when you're no scoping. Obviously, mm. not Counter Strike no scoping. <laughs> it's just like it fires to the exact same place. If you just put a dot <laughs> on the middle of the screen, you can totally own everyone. <laughs> yeah, that used to be so funny. I used to have like a sound effect on my computer, which was just the sound of the AWP elephant gun thing going off, and then oh, yeah, terrorists yeah. win. Because <laughs> 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 that's basically how it was. Uh, and then the last class is the one that I've been playing the most, the support dude, which is like engineer across the medic. You have a medigun, basically, as your primary right. weapon, except you can also use the secondary fire on that to steal health from enemies. So it's like, like a, leech. A, it's a heal and hurt gun, conveniently. And then your secondary weapon is just, is just a shotgun, and then you like deploy turrets and stuff, or a turret. So that's the class I've been playing mostly and totally owning with, which is pretty funny, where it's like 20 kills and two deaths, compared to most other people on the team dying 10 times or whatever. Why was that? Because the class is easy to, I don't know, to get the best out of, or is it just I don't know. I think good it's... from TF2, or 
I don't know. I don't know why I like that class so much. I mean, I don't like the gunner or the heavy or the assassin for the same reason I don't like heavy or spy in TF because it's like too slow or I'm really shit at being stealthy. <laughs> yeah. So those three are out. So that leaves me with like assault, sniper, or support. It's like I play sniper sometimes when our team doesn't have one. It's like or there's like too many supports already. Because so, I mean, having a sniper, reasonably good sniper, can be, you know, because the instant headshot thing, that can be pretty deadly. But support right, yeah. is just like because of the, deploying the turret. If you can get your turret into a decent position where the enemies can't easily shoot it, it can just decimate stuff. <laughs> Particularly so the robot. It's not like TFC where everyone knows where the turret points usually are. No, you know, and yeah. everyone knows how to deal with them. I mean, they you can, can you uh, you can Uber the turret like by juicing it. Can you? Well, or... no, that's only for you. But the turret, I mean, once it yeah, gets no, no. Them... But I mean, if you wanted to destroy a turret in London oh, yeah. combat, you yeah. could attack by with you your pop juice, your yeah. pop your juice and then go in and take it down. It plays support with the the juice in support is pretty funny because the, the juiced up shotgun is ridiculously powerful. It's pretty powerful. That's the other thing that's sort of different about this compared to TF2 is like the engineer shotgun, you know, in TF2 is like not actually very powerful, really. No. But in this, it's like even non juiced, you can like take out a tank in two decent shots. But then juice really? is like take out anything in one shot. <laughs> So the support is like a combat class as well. Well, as they, being, I mean, they're all quite combat-y, which is the thing. Right. It's like there's no, oh, I see. there's not really any guns that don't do quite a lot of damage. Ah, <laughs> oh, I see. So there's no weak characters. Yeah, there's classes. no weak, char- you know, individual weak characters. Apart from maybe the sniper. It's like if you get into any sort of real combat with a sniper, you're totally fucked. <laughs> Because that his submachine gun is really—it's got the shortest clip ever. It's like when you just go and it's done. It's like oh, <laughs> now I have to reload. Fuck. <laughs> oh dear. But then okay. the other thing that makes maybe my support playing more effective is you get like perks basically. Oh, what? the classic thing, Call of Duty style. <laughs> yeah, where you, you basically you make a custom character thing where you choose one of the classes and then you choose like three three of these endorsements. They are because they're like from these. Fake, ridiculous brands. <laughs> sponsors. Yeah, sponsors, basically. Okay. Where it's like, where, I mean, they're obviously, there's things like accuracy or reload speed or whatever. But then the ones I have for, for my support guy is like, I have armor, so I just get more health as my gold endorsement. Because it's like rated gold, silver, bronze, so you get like the most effect and then like medium effect and least effect of the three that you choose. Oh, I see. Okay. So I have like gold armor, so I just have more health. Uh, silver skill recharge, so my skills recharge quicker, and then bronze, uh, can't remember. oh yeah, bronze juice, so you get a little tiny bit of extra juice. I did have bronze critical shots, but I never saw myself get a single critical shot, so I was like, is that actually working? Because <laughs> normally right. only the assault gets critical shots from his, uh, or, no, no, I don't know if it's only the assault. Uh, the assault is the one main one who gets critical shots because he has skills for upgrading critical shots. Right, yeah. So I, I changed off critical shots and changed it to extra juice. And it's, I don't know, I think it's the armor thing that mainly helps me because assassins, when they do the backstab, it's like instantly fatal. Or, well, not instantly, after the animation. Yeah, after the animation, yeah. <laughs> but then if you can whip around quick enough and force them to accidentally or just force them to front stab you. Yeah. <laughs> with my, like, 
gold armor upgrade. I'm not sure if they normally kill you if you didn't have it, but with my gold armor upgrade, it's like, oh, look, you've taken off three levels of my health. Now this animation is over, and I'm just going to stand up and shotgun you at point black range in the face. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. that's like, because it's that moment when, like, when the animation finishes and your guy gets up, and then you're just basically standing right next to each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, so if you have the shotgun out, you're just like, bang. <laughs> <laughs> So, and as is I was it because you, you hear them decloaking and then you just spin Well, they don't, they don't even have to decloak to, sca- to start the stab animation, but you can hear them coming easy enough. Right. But it's, it's as I was saying to Rob, I think that's maybe one of the reasons why... Because, you know, they made that post on Penny Arcade about how they were balancing for the PC version. Right. Where it was like, we made the sniper rifle have a lower clip because it's easier to aim. So, you know, it was way too powerful to have that many bullets. We have to make you reload more frequently, whatever. Uh, but the, as I was saying to Robert, like, I think that's one of the other things that maybe has changed the balance slightly in in the PC version, is now you can turn around without having to use the controller or using the mouse. You can turn around much quicker. So as soon as you hear assassins, you can just, like, start whipping around and scanning your surroundings. Oh, right, yeah, of course, yeah. That so they can't it. backstab you nearly as easily, probably. Yeah, that must be quite much more difficult. Same problem you have in TF, off. where if anyone, anyone at any point just suspects a spy, you know, they just start turning around randomly, and you're like, "Well, I'm fucked now." <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I wonder what playing spy is like on the uh, on the 360 version. You know, the unpatched. <laughs> it's oh, probably quite easy. It <laughs> must be quite fun. Well, of course, you don't get any of the have... equipment. You have to use the old invisibility watch mm. and stuff. And but you wouldn't that's... have the somewhat slightly improved backstabbing but also you know where they got rid of the weird things that you could do like the, oh, the weird backstab and delay and yeah but now you don't get the speed backstab not that it's actually faster it's just an animation thing and you don't get the the uh the slightly changed hit zones or whatever you probably get more face stabs because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the number of times they tried to fix that and they still haven't well, you yeah. can't permanently fix that because it's to do with the lag compensation, isn't it? Part of it. Like yeah. sometimes you're always, sometimes you're always going to think like that happened to me the other day, didn't it? You saw me turn round when you, you yeah, said there was yeah. a spy behind me, and I spun round and he face stabbed me. I mean, to me, it looked like you'd turned round. Yeah, you know, you know on a, me on a different connection somewhere. It looked like you'd turned round and then just taken a knife to the nose. Yeah. Anyway, it was... <laughs> It's just and sort like of that one time in overtime well. where like the whole team was spectating and was like, Oh, that was such face down, but I didn't see him. It was like, oh <laughs> that must have been my my problem then. Yeah. Going That's off nice. on a slight tangent, you know, because this this leads on and I I brought this up with Zach last night. Um the the issue of like connection problems and stuff. Did you hear on yeah. the news that actually on well, I say the news, it was Radio One's news. Not entirely sure how serious you can take that, yeah. But they had um they had a thing that you know the number of complaints uh, about Call of Duty Black Ops's um lagginess connection yeah. and lagginess or something is 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 actually starting to reach fairly ridiculous levels that they are pay- that the news is aware of it and paying attention. They didn't say yeah. what their source was, whether it was like coming from a consumer watchdog or something, or whether. Um, People had just been writing into Radio Gun going, my game don't work. But it was... <laughs> Could be. <laughs> but even so, the fact that it made there at all is interesting. And 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 I, I say interesting because I agree with it. I yeah. think it's awful game in terms of getting it to work. 
Well, is that because the peer-to-peer system than the way it changes hosts? Well, I don't know. There's there's all kinds of issues. Like generally, whenever I've been playing Call of Duty, and I've done it twice in the last couple of weeks, I've had I've played had a couple of sessions with my brother trying to play the game. Both times, I had to go for a hell of an effort just to get it to work properly and join games. Like the first time, we joined a party, and apparently Rick couldn't hear me over the over the Xbox chat. It was cutting out funny. And then when we joined games, I got kicked out immediately. Things like that. Um, so we looked it up, and, and the game was reporting I had a strict a strict NAT, which it hadn't been before because I'd set my router up to do it. So mm-hmm. I then pr- turned my router on and off, and everything was happy. Got into a few games. Um, I, and I literally mean a few games as in one or two before Call of Duty decided Xbox Live didn't exist. And um, oh, no. <laughs> and and I couldn't join any more games until I reset the console. Problem, Is that an actual bug? I, I think it's a, it's a I think it's a combination of bugs and and the game doesn't work very doesn't handle lag very well actually right. in the game. It's the lag compensation isn't very good. Yeah, yeah. it attempts it's to re- do really host migration right. as yeah. It, it attempts I mean, to do what... host migration as well, which never works. No, um, that's really yeah, that never works, does it? I mean, it well, tries... no, Halo does it okay, but. Call of Duty just it, whenever it tr- attempts, it always goes. No, nah, that didn't work. And bunk, bombs you back to the the main. Oh, menu. I see. The so worst choice is you're right. The... A new host, or uh, it tries to choose a new host out of the people playing when the host yeah, and quits. Then fails. And then it fails. <laughs> All right. Well, there's no yeah. point even trying, is that then? Yeah. The, the worst bit is, though, as you say, the, the lag compensation is it's just weird. I mean, the number of times, and, and I think that's why the game is is frustrating as it is, is because it feels like in a lot of fights you're the one that was shooting right at the target, but it didn't register hits. I've been noticing it more and more that it's just not registering a perfectly aimed hit. Mm. Um, there, was, there was one scenario which was completely obvious where some guy was just charging towards me, so uh, you know, doing the run animation, and, and if you're doing a run, it takes a little bit of time to get your gun out and fire it out. So I just start start shooting at him or something, uh, you know, straight at him because he's running right at me. Uh, you know, there's no possible way my aim could have been off, and none of the hits registered because you get that yeah. nice little tick tick noise and the um, yeah. extra crosshair, and none of them hit. And he had time to whip out his gun and then body shot me several times. And it's like, what? How did that work? And it's because uh... lack compensation is so. I mean, a face tab shows that even Valve, you know, have struggled with lag compensation but the thing is like with that situation i mean i'm not saying the one that you just described necessarily but um usually it's like you have missed but you don't think you've missed because what you see on your screen shows that you've hit do you you know i mean but because of the server in the server you've missed but then lag compensation says modifies the truth it says well if you think that you've hit and and it appears so on your on your client then we'll modify yeah. the truth of what's happened on the server so you don't feel cheated. But it's degrees of that because then the other guy might feel cheated. you know. Because The guy who dies often gets yeah. the worst side of that because you, exactly. feel, you so don't feel it's end, so hard you know, to get the right. TF shot round the corner effect. Exactly. And it's literally these days with connections so good compared to when we were playing... You know, when we're playing Quake on dial-up and stuff, you know, do you remember Loping Bastards? Everyone's a, <laughs> yeah. everyone's a Loping Bastard now, which is great, you know, relatively. Because uh, they used used to get all the kills because the lag compensation wasn't there at the time, wasn't it? No, so the, they didn't have that idea. Yeah, but now everyone's got good. It's just the slightest 
slightest milliseconds differences, isn't it, between the client yeah. and the server and the other client I mean, of the other player. Call of Duty is a bad example because you can actually, the number of times you can see it is quite ridiculous. You know how the game has that fantastic, um, which is a fantastic idea, the sort of last kill replay Yeah. at the end of a match. Often, yeah, that's way cool. At least 50% of the time, though, they look rubbish because it's like, oh, that guy has died and that guy wasn't shooting anywhere near him or that knife right, strike yeah. connected after the guy had walked past. You know, and I don't know, that's probably what it looked like to my client, you know, as opposed to the actual replay coming off the... The server. Coming yeah. back off the server. But it's uh, it just highlights just how bad it looks and yeah. how frustrating it is. But it's, 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 I find it irritating because I know the design of Call of Duty is brilliant. Like, if yeah. the game was to run lag-free, it would be amazing. It's just the fact that it yeah, does... Yeah, if you had, like, a LAN it, party or something... Yeah, you, you occasionally you get the very rare game where everything seems to be hanging together, and whether you suck or not, you don't feel cheated. You don't feel like anything has gone wrong. You don't feel like your headshots have missed. You don't feel yeah. like someone unfairly knifed you in a mysteriously close quarters fight. And, you know, it's a uh, you know you don't care if you lose basically because you've had a good time and everything's hung together. And and but it's so rare. So, cause, I mean. Activision want to make even more money. I mean, their dream, I think, Activision is to have a subscription-based Call of Duty multiplayer. But I think, you know, if they started offering dedicated servers for a subscription fee, some people would pay for that, you know? Definitely. Do you know? And I wonder why they don't bother, because they, they go to great lengths to not allow dedicated servers on the PC version of Call of Duty. Yeah. And then people try and hack into it and, you know... Uh, Create their own build, yeah. network. And, I mean, they're only doing it because they want the game to work better, you know? I mean, I mean, I get why they want to do the peer-to-peer system and it and stuff, but cause dedicated service is a big mess if you're a, you know, the average, a lot of the people the average, playing Call The average of Duty, Joe user does, yeah. doesn't, you know, the, because we've got used to peer-to-peer gaming now, there's like the whole idea of a server list is, is kind of frightening. Yeah, just <laughs> server lists on consoles in general is just a terrible idea. I mean, really. It doesn't work quite so well, does it? It's always, no. I, yeah, it's, it's, I've never really seen much of a decent example. There's the odd occasion where it would be nice to search for a game that's appropriate. Yeah. Um, you know, on the odd game, sometimes you end up getting quick-matched into the same damn room, and it's like, I don't want to play in this room. I want to play in a different one because everyone in here is an asshole. Yeah. You know, and I the quick-match system quite often will just keep putting you in the same place, the and same you need one. the server browser there as an option. Yeah, because it's, it's matching uh, you the same the same way. The same time. way, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, even on the PC, server browsers have never been very good. I mean, the one for TF2 and all the, all the um, Valve stuff, the counter striking stuff that's all the same server browser and that's fine but i mean it's, it's all right but it still feels a bit it's, it's still a bit clunky and a bit sort it's still of... clunky but that's like the to- that, that it's clunky and that is like the peak of evolution of server browsers i mean the one in yeah. battlefield 2 is awful yeah that's um, probably bad and then if you keep going back they get worse and worse you know they've never got i swear you could you could get them you could make a better server browser i think for, for anyway, but that, that's like a UI issue, I suppose. But um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you remember? The, I just remember from Battlefield Two. Yeah, but... I remember unloading. Do you remember unloading? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Like, loading game. Cancel. If you got stuck unloading. into a load course and then you tried to break out of it, the unloading step would probably take longer no, than it actually right. took to just load the level. God, oh the loading times God. in that game were fucking Battle awful two anyway. was a brilliant game, but I literally spent more time trying to get into a game than I spent playing it. I swear, it was awful. Yeah, that server that browser was terrible shit. Terrible connection problems thing where you yeah. could connect half the time and then it would kick you out instantly and weird stuff. Yeah, I know. It was a nightmare. Oh, I don't know. That that's I mean, if that's the only thing they improve in Battlefield Three, if Battlefield Three is literally Battlefield Two but with an amazing server browser, <laughs> I'd be pretty happy because I could actually play it. It was the one thing that I already sort of annoyed me about Monday Night Combat is like their server browser is fine, I guess. Apart from you can't see the names of the people who are in the server. That I I oh. mean that's not really that important to me because it's like I only know I don't know very many people playing it or I don't really care if I'm in the same server as those people at the moment. But it's just like why can I not just see the names and the ranks of the people on the server so I can see if it's horribly unbalanced or whatever? Does it tap into Steamworks or use the friend system in Steam so you can see where you at least join other people's play- game or see where your um... mates are playing? I don't know. One of the people on my friends list joined the game I was in. That may have been coincidence, but he was trying to find me, so... <laughs> hmm. It does something. Hmm. But it so does have dedicated servers, obviously. Um, yeah. Combat. Okay. Are they going to release that on the console? It is. Released on the console beforehand. It started oh, on cool. the first. Yeah. Right. Like in so September how that... last year or something. So, presumably that's peer-to-peer on the console, then. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. I don't know. I wasn't impressed on console, but I'm willing to give it another, yeah, an, another look at on PC. Oh, and I... um, the other thing I probably should mention is the hilarity of Fruit Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> is he in the when game? Is that never, when is that never funny? That's so... well, it was like they had this the PC launch video thing, which was meant was like meant to show that it had the TF2 items or whatever. TF2 items in Monday Not Come Back and Monday Not Come Back the items in TF2 as yeah, they yeah. do but <laughs> it's like for some reason Fruit Fucker and I'm like what? Why? It's nothing <laughs> to do with TF2 or Monday Night Combat. It's just like, what? But then it's like, I don't know when it was put into the into Monday Night Combat. I think it was probably before the TF2 stuff, maybe even on the console version, one of the patches there. But um, it's just a random thing that they put in because, I know, they like play arcade. Except, obviously, in the game they can't call it Fruit Fucker, so it's just called G-Spot. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> G-Spot. And you I think, just, it, I think like, it is a PC exclusive, Zach, as well. I think it was. Oh, right, and okay. I think it. I think it dropped at the same time as the TF2 stuff. I think it was all oh, weird, simultaneous. But yeah, from what it's, I heard it's in like the news. in the middle of the rounds of Monday Night Combat, just randomly, the mascot was fallen, and normally it's their normal mascot, Bullseye, oh, just a okay. like guy in a green jump jumpsuit with a giant head or whatever. <laughs> and then you just shoot. You just shoot him for cash. <laughs> yeah. It's like that's the only purpose of the mascot. He just runs around and everybody wails on him for money. <laughs> But then Juice Spot is like he drops more juice than cash, obviously, because he's the Juice Spot. Oh, I see. <laughs> cool. Oh, that, that's pretty cool, actually. I can yeah, see why they did it now. Actually, fits with the game, sort with of. The game, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It's kind of hilarious, random. Need more fruit. Didn't make any sense project. in that video. Where it's just like they're all like, what the fuck? And then Juice Box comes along and it's like, they're all looking at him like, what the hell? And then he just walks up to a Manco TF2 crate and opens it and all the TF2 stuff comes out. It's like, 
Okay, the TFT stuff makes sense, but where the fuck did this new spot come from? <laughs> <laughs> they haven't got any Penny Arcade items in TF2 yet, have they? Have they? No. Because you think... Well, they do, because Tycho's Watch from Pokemon. Oh, Tycho's Watch. Oh, now, yeah. that sucks. How, what's that got to do with Penny Arcade, really? What's it looking well, like? Well, it's from a strip, isn't it? Although it's not... Te- it's, it's like in the comic strip that I guess it's based off. It's like Tycho gets a Pac-Man watch, and then, like... Gabe is like, oh, you bastard, I'm the Pac-Man guy, and then he, <laughs> you know, that's Penny Arcade in a nutshell. But, yeah, so it's that, it, that's a, that is a pretty, like, deep reference, though. Yeah, it, what is, like, It's not a very famous strip out of Penny Arcade or no, anything. It's not, like, dangerous-esque. <laughs> no. Not that that's, that's a reasonably deep yeah, reference that, to, that... To, to the Homestar Runner, just in general, because yeah. you'd have to have watched those specific but I guess they it's not, it's not as famous as like Trogdor boxing gloves because he already has them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What would be like blue hair or something or the, just well, I don't know. That's, that's probably a deeper reference. Yeah, I don't know. Well, what... maybe a Trogdor flamethrower. That would have been pretty cool. Like, <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> you, just, you just hold him by the tail and he's the Burninator. Yeah, just hold a dragon. Trogdor. That would be amazing. Yeah. So I don't know what I, could you what you could do. What else could you have had from Penny Arcade? I mean, the obvious choice would have been the cardboard tube samurai. Oh so, yeah, like the a scout tube. Bat. Yeah, yeah, the, the tube for a scout bat would make sense. Or maybe yeah, a demo much sword a... replacement. <laughs> oh yeah, actually, that would probably work better with the yeah. decapitations and everything. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be way cool. I don't know. Although the hit noise well, for like just... the scout bat, the hit noise of the cardboard tube would be pretty cool. Boop, <laughs> boom, <laughs> boom. <laughs> oh, I love that sound. <laughs> I have to admit, oh. Monday Night Combat sounds fun from what you described. It is pretty fun. Away. Although I, I find that like uh, ten quid, I think. Mm, okay. Bargain. But I think I, I find like. Compared to Team Fortress, Team Fortress is compared to Monday Night Combat. Team Fortress is kind of relaxing to play. It's like when I've been playing Team Fortress, when I've been playing Monday Night Combat, I'm like super tense. <laughs> I'm not sure why. I think it's just because oh, I like I play it with a lot higher sensitivity, so I could like constantly whip round and look for assassins. I don't know what it is about third person compared to first person that makes me want want to actually play with high sensitivity. Because normally I play with such low sensitivity in first person. Yeah, I don't understand how you do so well with such low sensitivity. I understand that you're good at aiming, but how do you... I mean, you have to lift up your mouse about three times in order to turn around. I mean, how do you go <laughs> with spies and stuff? I don't understand that. Anyway. Because I'm constantly turning around. Yeah. I rotate crazy. Because you don't and even move the mouse very... You must get such a workout. Do you? You don't really move the mouse very far. It's like it's like a little stroke, isn't it? It's like rowing or something when you turn around with your mouse, isn't it? Yeah. They even move and it you across can see the it desk. Replays, which is the yeah, yeah, because you could see your your little vision jerking each time you pick up your mouse and move it across. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah, but it, it obviously makes me works for you. Accuracy, I guess. Well, that, I guess so. The, it's like within the same screen, within a screen's width. It's like I can aim shots better, probably. Yeah, for the bow yeah, and the force of nature and stuff. Lol. Yeah, pretty good with the force of nature <coughs> and all that. Yeah, so um, I think we better move on, shouldn't we? Are <laughs> <Have> you, <laughs> yeah, you we playing anything been. else this uh, week, uh, Zach? Or is that your? <laughs> yes, I've been playing a lot, a lot of bloody Worm Online. <laughs> the hell's that? Oh god. Well, basically, 
a long, long time ago, like, I don't know, several years, <laughs> several years ago. I was someone... thinking of the start of American Pie. How does that start? Yeah. Long, 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 time, long ago. time ago. Anyway, carry something, on. <laughs> something, something, something. <laughs> like, several years ago, I think it was probably a rock, paper, shotgun post was yeah. where this came up originally and then came through IRC or whatever. Oh man, their so podcast is, is getting even worse by the way. <laughs> this is the last one. It had barely any reference to computer games. It was mostly about like they talked <laughs> about that Channel 4 though. program Misfits for like half an hour. It was, like, it was really funny. And then they took the but, piss out of like the IGN podcast at the end. It's like, so yeah, yeah, this... at least they talk about computer games. Anyway, There's probably on. this post on RPS, probably, and then it came through RC and everyone was talking about it, as, as, as so many things get to me. Um, but it was it, it was a post about like this game called Worm, and it's basically like sort of frontier survival. It's like you go and chop down trees and then build a house and like farm things and <laughs> I don't know, it's that. There's no really real way of describing it. It's just like you know, your rave is, except you can build a house as well. <laughs> Okay. So you, okay. that, and then the RPS post was like they were talking about forming a settlement and like we we're all going to work together and oh, find it's a multiplayer awesome place. Yeah, it's an MMO basically. Uh, okay. Although not, it's not really massive <laughs> currently. Anyway, is it like <coughs> Minecraft with lots of people in the same server? Well, that's the thing. Apparently, maybe I'm not entirely certain of this, but I think the guy who makes minecraft not i think he originally made this as part of a larger team hmm. okay. like a few people rather than solo <laughs> so i think he like left this and then made minecraft which is why it sort of seems similar <laughs> except this is more goes more realistic graphics instead of giant cubes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough but yeah so it's just like this weird survival game. And so years ago, I'd heard about it, and I was like, maybe I should try that just for a laugh, because people in IRC were doing it. It's like, yeah, I can totally go in and help them. And then I never did. And then something recently caused me to remember it, and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Several years later, maybe I'll try it today. <laughs> and then I did. So but is there it's... anyone playing it now? Yeah, there's like, no. It's not massively massive, but there's like 500-odd people and. You you see people around a lot, you know. <laughs> it's not deserted. Yeah. At least in the sort of busier areas. Oh, like I I went out screenshots of it. Man, it's an ugly game. It runs in like Java, <laughs> which is why it doesn't look great. Also, terrible, terrible animations. I don't think they've updated that since when I heard about it originally. <laughs> it's like the li- literally when you're riding a horse, you don't ride it. You just sort of stand on top of it. <laughs> 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 oh, awesome. Which is just really bad and kind of hilarious at the same time. Hey, they should put horses into Minecraft that you can ride. Well, you can already ride pigs if you find a saddle, but you can't okay. control them, so they just kind of I'm jump around. Right, they just go anywhere. Okay. <laughs> Not quite the same thing, really, is it? No. Like, oh, I could have an epic mount, and we could have a pig that you can't <laughs> control. But, so... Yeah, so... I Why played is it a lot of worm on my. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it's probably yeah, some is, reference to like dragon. It's it's worm with a U. The, the, yeah, the, I see. Because yeah. worm in, like, worm with a U is like a dragon, a dragon yeah. without wings, I think. But it well, there are fly. some. There are some dragons involved. Like there like, are worms two. with a U in in Lord of the Rings, aren't they? Although you never meet one, unless yeah. Smork is a, counts as a worm, well, you might do. Anyway. But yeah, so I played this probably way too much. 
it, it, I think it falls into the same category as Eve as being something that I like for no apparent reason and no one else likes. Most <laughs> people like Eve, though. I mean, yeah, anyone but, we know. But... <laughs> yeah, no one that I know or anything. And it falls into that same category of, like, you don't really do very much. It's a bit of a semi-AFK game or whatever. Because it's yeah. like, say I'm, like, I don't know, crafting something or, like, chopping up a tree or something. It's like, select your axe, right-click on the tree, wait for the bar to go up, and then you chop down the tree. <laughs> so, like, wait 30 seconds for this action to complete. No animations or anything, just a sound effect. So you, you're playing a game while surfing the internet, basically. Yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 finally a game sounds I can like play be... while listening to podcasts. Because that be <laughs> yeah yeah because that would be so uh, boring if if you if that was all you were doing because you'd be waiting around. I well, find that really I have, annoying. I mean, I have been doing it so by itself quite a bit as well. <laughs> but like, then I that's lo- just me. It's like same same thing for Eve, where it's like no one understands why I like just doing that, <laughs> like mining in Eve or whatever. Man, I love playing console games at my desk with a second screen. Because whenever there's a loading pause of any length, I just like check my email. <laughs> it's like, yep, <laughs> it's so good. Uh, that kind of stuff is awesome. Yeah. So Worm is like a non non game as far as game mechanics go. It's just like right click, mm. do things, wait for wait for bars to go up, and raise your skills. Yep, that sounds like something that I can't be asked to even <laughs> look up. Let alone yeah, play. it's a lot like Eve. This is like, yeah. so I build a house and like farming and making pots. What, what farming? What, like Harvest Moon or something? Well, apart from incredibly simplified, it's like, right-click ground with seeds in your hand. <laughs> Wait several days. Oh, look, they've turned into a crop. Woo. Right-click to eat. Yep, right-click to eat. Oh, and you have to survive. <laughs> so you have to eat. Yeah, you actually, actually you is like literally. a critical part of it where it's like, you, you don't die if you starve. You just can't really do anything that requires, you know, you can't do any physical labor if you haven't got any food. Oh, As I see. Like it's like an exchange. Whatever. I need energy to do this, therefore. I and your stamina it. bar fills up really slowly, obviously. And your stamina. Does bar that mean is like you could become you absolutely? Does that mean you could become useless in the world and need someone to feed you? Uh, you can forage. Doesn't foraging doesn't take up any energy, so you can find berries and shit and then eat those. Mm. Because I thought that'd be a really funny state to be in, where you're just lying there going, well, ah, ah, <laughs> someone has to come and feed you. And you, you could breathe really people. slowly if your stamina is, in, is totally out. So that probably is equivalent to that. You're like, must crawl to a bit of grass and forage for some berries. Just eat the grass. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, you have to like learn to cook better items so you can fill up your food bar better and fishing and farming and that kind of stuff. <laughs> It's a weird, weird, skanky game. And uh, as I described to Rob, <laughs> it has the, it has the most anno- it has the most annoying. It's like everything you do with like the right click actions or whatever for like making anything basically has a percentage chance of success. So you can cock it oh, up no. and like do it again, do it again, do it again, and just repeat over. But some of this is retarded though, isn't but, it? Like, but making, some of the... making flour. Yeah, it's like some some actions, like, if you fail, it just damages the thing you were trying to use to do it. So it's like, if I try to attach this plank to the wall of my house and I fail, it just damages the plank a bit. <laughs> we should damage your thumb, really, shouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Damage <laughs> <laughs> yourself. But yeah, but, like, flour is the worst example, where you get a grindstone and you get, like, 
by grain, and you're like, I'm going to make flour. So you click on the grindstone and you go make flour, and it's like 40% chance of success. And if you fail, the grain just gets destroyed. It's like, (laughs) wait, wasn't that the whole idea? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, destroying the grain. It's like just imagining the little grain sat on your grindstone just suddenly bursting into fire. (laughs) 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 That's the end of that grain. (laughs) (laughs) No flour, only soot. That really sucks. I don't understand why. It's like that's one of the very few cases where what you're using gets totally outright destroyed. And it's the one where it doesn't make any fucking sense. (laughs) And then it's even worse that, like, if you succeed the 50% chance of making flour, turning it into dough so you could actually turn it into bread and eat it, or just use dough in a meal because you can use it directly, turning flour into dough is another 50% chance. So you're still you're still likely to fail that as well, and that destroys the flour. <laughs> it's like fuck. Am I ever going to make any bread? <laughs> Am I ever going to make any bread <laughs> in Worm Online? <laughs> oh no! Oh god! Right, I'm moving on because it's yeah, like an hour of that. Sounds fucking awful. <laughs> Let's talk about games that we might want to play. Uh, Robert Kemp. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's me. Talk yeah, about what you've been playing, man. I saw, I just went on <laughs> to try the Bulletstorm demo. I saw you have a, sto- uh, a score on that. So. I have played the Bulletstorm demo, yes. It's freaking nuts. It's, that game just looks, I mean, the tone of it just looks <laughs> retarded. And I yes, you're absolutely that, right, dick tits. Yeah, and I don't know if I want to buy a game that literally calls me Dick Tits at the end. <laughs> now, Dick Tits, now, that's not actually an original thing. Because what is the horrible thing? Is it it's shitting Dick Tits, isn't it, or something? No, Dick Nipples. Dick Nipples. <laughs> shitting <laughs> Dick Nipples, that's the one, yeah. Anyway, don't look what that up. that from? Don't, don't look that up. It's from 4chan, I presume, isn't it? <laughs> Has always. <laughs> Yeah, don't look that up. But anyway, uh, Dick Tits, I don't want to uh, pl- necessarily buy a game that literally calls me Dick Tits at the end of the it's, not, it's not this. <laughs> Pre-order it now, Dick Tits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, but the game, I I, I don't know, because I, like, I was kind of excited by the, the video no. saying, hey, look, you can kill with skill and stuff and check it out and stuff. And then I'm not I, I did just it. look it up. Oh, my <laughs> fucking God. <laughs> don't look at that, Rob. Concentrate. <laughs> Tell us what you think about the story. It's quite hilarious. Um, <laughs> I said don't. Uh, it's... <laughs> Listen to me, people. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I can back you. I can back him up on that one. Now. <laughs> don't ever look that up. Don't look at that. Yeah, it's 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 quite cool. I mean, it. it I like the way the demo introduced itself, and that you know, it's like, oh, have a go at doing this. Yeah, be be be, try and be yeah. clever in the way that you're killing them. And then the demo, you know, the de- tutorial video itself, and it says. That was shit. Now do it again. <laughs> it's like, it's like then it shows you more inventive ways of doing it, and you do yeah. that. Does actually happen as you play it. You try more inventive things as you go through. It doesn't always work. Um, you know, some of the things I tried uh, to do with the the, the the sort of flail gun, exploding mine launcher, grenade on chain weapon. Yeah, it's the only way I can think to describe it. Um, the file thing, yeah. sort of. Like, yeah, I tried experimenting with that, and it didn't. I couldn't sort of. I didn't have much success with it, so that was a bit of a fail. But yeah, it seems to be the only like doing doing 
the only problem I had with like doing some of the more interesting things, like pulling them in with your thingy and then um, yeah. it, with with your like lance, your electro lance, so they pull them towards and then kicking them away and then shooting them with a flare gun up their ass so they fly into the sky and explode. Yeah. If you want to actually do all of that, you have to actually you know be quite mindful and prepare in advance. Like you got to charge yeah. your gun up before you get into the conflict. Yeah. You've then got to do it. You've then got to be patient during the slowdown time to shoot them in the right spot. And it's it's almost too much effort for something that's supposed to be mental. Yeah, it, it's it, like you have to be very methodical about your, um, you know, chaos that you're creating. Yeah, aren't you? that's the thing. I mean, I, and I it's mean, like it and, me... and certain, the point scheme seems a bit imbalanced as well. Like getting chain reaction bonuses gives you tons of points. Yeah, but just killing loads of people very quickly gives you more points in a, in than a, trying or, to do yeah, something single, cool with a single yeah. gun. With a single shot, basically, is how you get the chain reactions. It's like oh, if is you, that you charge up if you charge up the flail gun and hit them all with a single like um, right because it like just cuts them in half if you charge it up. You get lots of chain reaction things, and then they explode, you get like then, a multiplier, and then people you? outside. Yeah, there's like a multiplier. I don't know quite know what the rules are for it, but you just get loads mm. of points for it. Whereas doing something genuinely awesome, like attaching a mind to someone so they're struggling, and then waiting for their mates to come and try and help them, and then blowing them up, it gets you like virtually nothing. <laughs> yeah, I've done something that I thought looked really cool, and then it hasn't given me like anything special. I don't know. I don't know what it was, like pinning someone to a wall after kicking them, and then I don't know what it was, but it looked well cool, and then I got like 10 points. I was like, what? <laughs> Surely yeah. that should have a special. I don't know. But it's like just killing them normally kills. gets you no points, doesn't it? It's like, it's like there you go, you got 10 points. And it's like, it's like yeah. as long as you kick them in the face once, it's like, oh, there you go, have 100 points. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird. Like, I was just thinking just now that um, it reminds me kind of, I mean, it'd be good if you could quick save and then go back and try that little room again if you buggered it up yeah. or whatever and you want to do that and that reminds me of max pain do you remember not that you get any points in max pain but sometimes you would reload just because you want to do that room cooler yeah. <laughs> like you killed everyone but you want to do it all in crazy slow-mo and you want to like kill them all in a single dive or something and that was cool mm. and yeah <coughs> uh, whereas you know yeah because well, it wouldn't work so much in terms stuff. of the yeah, because it will. I, I think the main game will be split out into these little sort of runs. Oh, um, okay. So, so, so you so you do a run and and then. Well, that's so, called so an it's, echo. And... So that's different from the main game, isn't it? Yeah, the the echoes are. I think the echoes are, are echoes small part runs, part that are from the from the main game or something. Oh, okay, like they haven't quite. I, I I haven't been able to figure out how this is going to work, whether because it has a campaign mode and a story and everything. But I don't, I'm not sure <laughs> if the story awful. is. I'm not sure. Well, yeah, it would be. It's an epic story, isn't it? You know, by epic games, they're always <laughs> bad. They um, but <laughs> epic is um, stupid. Yeah. With, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, the, with the sort of exception of Gears of War. Well, it's okay of. in places. Yeah. It's got a good atmosphere, like the landing yeah. stuff and all that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. But yeah, you know, what I mean, I'm not entirely sure if the, it's going to be if the campaign is just going to play out like a shooter, and then you go back and do the echoes. Um, for mentality, and and then the point runs, or if the whole campaign will just be a, a series of loosely strung together echo stages yeah. that you can then that you can then play later. I'm not sure. I haven't found any info on that, or or I haven't read any info on it anyway. And it's a, but yeah, it'd be, it, it's 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 got my intrigue, but I'm not convinced it's going to change the world. What I do like though is their attitude to it all. <laughs> the, yeah, it's nice to see something not taking itself too seriously and being well, completely mental. And its ad campaign is awesome. True. And it's you know the effort they put into just making the demo 
cool, you know, by making yeah. the, 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 the voiceover and the videos specific to the demo is really nice. You know, I'd like to see that more often. And, uh, you know, it's slick. Um, and, and have you seen some of their spoofs they've done? There's um, a whole game that you can download. Oh, the which call is a spoof the of Call Duty of Duty. Calls. Duty Calls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, check this out. It's freaking amazing. What's it? Super amazing. But the thing is that that, like, you have ranked up thing, they're li- they're going to do that anyway. So why are they spoofing? Yeah, I mean, it's good. You are amazing is, is what the game tells you when you've killed one person. I suppose they're saying in Bulletstorm you have to do something really amazing before it will tell you you're amazing. Yeah, I suppose. Exactly. You actually have to do crazy shit in order. Otherwise, it just goes, yeah, and... But I don't know, because it takes, to be honest, it probably takes more skill to get some of those, um, you know, rank ups in Call of Duty Black Ops multiplayer than it would in. It probably takes more time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, although so some it's... of the challenges are rock solid, but and some of the contracts in Call of Duty are pretty hard. But yeah, I think some of the the satire of like the story and stuff in in that duty call thing hits harder than their sort of satire of the gameplay elements. Mm. Uh, see what I mean? Because I think that some of the, those design elements of Call of Duty are really good, and then <laughs> they can't really take the piss that badly because they're probably going to be copying them in Bulletstorm, let alone you know Gears Three. Well, I, in a way, they sort of can because they've been around for quite a while now. Haven't well, they? that's the true. Sort of modern warfare mechanics, and everyone tries to copy it, so it's just like it's it's a meme under it's like we were talking about earlier. It's not just the box art; people are trying to copy. It's all the uh, the gameplay all mechanics the perks and, everything. Yeah. and have spread amongst, and sometimes that works, but it almost to it's almost derogatory now in that it works in some forms. But there's if if it, if they carry on to keep doing this over and over again, where's the originality? Where's the new hook? Like I you just know? walked into Callum's room and he was playing Killzone Three multiplayer beta, and it took me I don't know it took me ten seconds before I realised it wasn't Call of Duty he was playing. I mean, it it just it looked it looks a lot prettier. Don't don't get me wrong, but I was like, did they upgrade the graphics in Call of Duty? Oh no, wait, this is cool. This is Killzone. You know, well, no, kill, had... kills, kill, they're trying something a little bit interesting in Killzone that it's sort of class based, but sort of not, and sort of with perks. You know, unlike in oh, right. Call of Duty, where it's not you don't make a class, you have some starting. You points, make a loadout. You, don't you, yeah. you make a yeah. You basically make a loadout of anything you want. Killzone is going down the you sort of pick a class and then you can customize that class kind of like the tf route sort of yeah it's, it's kind of yeah so yeah. it'll be interesting to see how... I, I always liked the idea more than the actual gameplay of killzone you know like the, yeah. it, i still i still think their concept in killzone 2 for the multiplayer where the the game rules change throughout the match i think that's brilliant you know you just go through and somebody goes oh it uh, I hope so. I don't know, okay. but uh, I didn't see anything obvious about it. But I thought that was fantastic. Hey, you could go from a like a capture the flag style mission one second to straight to straight team deathmatch after that's finished, to like a capture point style game, all within one match and all seamless. It was, it's great. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. It's a shame that the controls and the uh, network performance weren't that hot. Well, they might have tightened up the controls. We'll have to see. Apparently they have. Apparently it's yeah. a bit more. It's a bit more responsive, but still has a weighty feel. So hopefully that's, oh, that's the best nice. of both worlds that yeah, they've kept well. what. So you know, hopefully they've kept what Gorilla wanted out of the control scheme without it actually limiting you. Because it was too weighty. I mean, I get oh, what they yeah. were going. But no, for, it was but it, it was, was control delay. It was yeah. it was movement lag more than actual weight. Yeah, it's no good. Not Which was rubbish. Yeah, <laughs> good idea. 
So yeah. So bullets. But yeah, I... bullet bullets on could be interesting, but I I'm not entirely sure where it sits on me with me. No, me either. But we'll see. Uh, what else have you been playing? I actually saw uh, on live you were playing Vanquish. Quite a lot, yeah. I've I've, I've finished Vanquish now. Sweet. Um, so now your review of Vanquish, if you please, <laughs> is is pretty solid. Yeah, it's it it does deserve a lot of the attention it got. It is pretty damn sweet. There's something oh, cool. totally awesome about getting into cover Gears of War style and then jumping over the cover like a crazy acrobatic mofo, slowing down time as you do, killing three robots with headshots on the way. It's just <laughs> it's just fucking awesome. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> Uh, it's like just moving about the world looks ridiculous. It's because it, you know, it's got the bayonetta style animation sort of craziness to it. So when you go into the rocket boost that we talked about before, you, you slide around on your ass basically yeah. <laughs> uh, around the level. When you come out of that, you do a crazy acrobatic flip to get from lying on to your ass to the thingy. So just moving about in the game looks amazing. <laughs> well, you don't just sit up. You sort of no, you don't just sit up. No, you do a crazy ass, like, swing your legs around and windmill kick yourself into a, like, a standing position. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it's bloody um... mental. But the, that's not to say I don't have criticisms. You know, this is me, we're saying. I always have a criticism about this. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll concentrate on the good bit. It is mental. It is quite original um, in terms of how the gameplay pans out. The the fights against most... In, there's, there's not really a boring moment in the game. It's It starts off deep end and stays deep end throughout the entire game. Occasionally ramping. It doesn't ramp up in terms of... Uh, Mentality is also—it's almost numbers more than anything in places. Like you—you're you, constantly discovering new enemies, and you're constantly discovering. Oh wait, now there's two of that type. Oh wait, now there's three of that type. Oh, now there's a combination of types, which is really awkward to deal with. Okay. It's uh, it kind of just sort of everything ramps up consistently. It's it's quite nicely paced. Um, and it, it's it's just it's, there's just nothing else like it. It's 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 crazy. <laughs> It's the only way to describe it. It is crazy. Is, you know, the um, way you defeat enemies is more about mobility than straight shooting in places. So in order to kill a certain enemy, you'll have to get behind it and then, when, and then using the boost jump. And then as you're boosting, or very quickly as you come out, slow down time so you have enough time to shoot it in the back before it turns around. Um, because the enemies move really fucking fast as well. Oh, okay. So you you have to use your mobility. You have to be amazingly quick reflexed. Um in order so to do, do you have a bullet things. time button then? Kinda, but you, can, you can't activate it totally at will. You can only do it after certain actions. So you can't like get in cover and then slow down time as you pop your head up while aiming, for instance. You can do it after a dive. So when you do a dodge, um, if you pull, pull the, the, the AR button, I think it's called, or R's, or something like that, um, you, 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 instead of just standing up at the end of your flip, you go into a pose and t- time slows down as you do it. Um, okay. And you can you can slow down time while boosting around, and you can slow down time while jumping over walls. Um, the game also will slow down time for you when you um, are about to die. Oh, okay. So, so if you have any energy left in your suit and you're and you're low on health, the suit will turn on slow motion mode, and you can do what you want until until it runs out. You, the, the annoying thing about that is that sometimes you actually don't want to stay in slow down mode. You want to just come out of it, and you can't because the suit is taken over. It's doing it automatically. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
Which which leads me into some of the initial problems is like, and I sort of touched on one a little bit there, in that um, overheating your suit is a really really bad situation to be in in most cases, um, and it happens quite a lot because you can do it quite accidentally. It's quite easy to overheat your suit, but when it when it overheats, it takes longer to recharge, and you can't use any of your powers um, while it's doing that. Is that um, like m- put- mucking up the reload on? Yeah, kind of. It, it puts you in some serious shit because some enemies are so fast that you need the slowdown to judge your timing. Right. Yeah. With with any kind of accuracy. Um, there's one boss in particular towards the end of the game that um, has the ability to cloak, and when it uncloaks, which could be anywhere around you, there's no real indication. It just suddenly happens, and then does an, an immediate lunge with its sword. And that could happen at you from any angle or whatever. So you pretty much have to spend most of that fight slowing down time as much as possible. So when it uncloaks, you can uh, counter it because you get a quick time event that happens if you're standing in the right place. Or you push a button at the right time. And it's like, you've got to try and... You have to slow down time, otherwise hitting that is virtually impossible. Um, So overheating in that fight is pretty much, ah shit, there's quite a high likelihood that I'm going to miss it or not dodge at the right time and get insta-killed. Which leads me to the second problem. There are insta-kills. What insta-kills are you? There are certain things that will kill you in a single shot. And and, and that can be quite irritating in places. Some of the enemies have a giant charge-up laser, which makes a ridiculous noise, but it will go through cover. So the only way you can get out of the way is um, is, is by boosting out of its path. And stuff, oh, or doing a dodge fires. at the right moment as it fires, and it's um, oh, no. if you don't see it coming, and it just kills you, just like oh crap. Yeah, because um, you were you couldn't see them because they were behind cover, but it shot. Yeah, and, the cover and you're moving you. so fast and stuff like that, and the game is, uh, you know, there's, there's so much going on. Sometimes you just cannot see what's coming, and some things will just murder you instantly. Um, which is as and it's not only the one shotters that can do that. It's hard to tell how much health you have because there's no um, indicator on screen of your current like shield. It has recharging health like a Halo or Call of Duty, but it only sort of warns you about it when you're really close to dying. Okay, so it doesn't go so beep, if you're... beep beep or no. The screen starts flashing red and starts pulsing like a heartbeat, kind of like the, the Call of Duty style. But it only ah, okay. does. But there's no sort of interim if you're getting hit a little bit. There's no indication that you've, you're not at full strength. You've just been hurt a touch. Okay. So it's kind of difficult to gauge how strong you are sometimes when you're in the middle of a fight. You've been hit oh. a little bit and you wonder whether or not you can charge in at a time. Because sometimes, if you time it just wrong, there'll be a swarm of missiles come your way and the splash might be enough to take you out. And it's uh, So it's hard to judge whether or not you know, you're healthy enough to do certain manoeuvres at certain times. Um, just a little indicator on screen, given your current strength, would have been great. That would have solved that problem. Right. Okay. So but it's just a little it, design issue there. It yeah. can, yeah, it can lead to frustrating deaths um, and stuff you don't have control over. I mean, the game is so amazingly fast that telling what's going on can be a bit of a problem. And um, I mean, games used to be shooters used to be a lot faster. Does it remind you of like nineties? You know, cause no, it's like... faster than that. It's it's lightning. Seriously, I don't... <laughs> it's, really? it's so much going on, and you know, everything stuff like moves... Gears of War is like so slow movement-wise. Even Halo, like, was I mean, slow. I mean, Zach's seen a bit of it when he came over last, and it was <laughs> admittedly that section I was playing isn't representative of the whole thing because it was 
basically a corridor shooter and things that and some of the things and, and, I, and I could hide in cover quite a lot at that stage and not feel too threatened but when you're sliding around on your ass it doesn't half move fast <laughs> awesome. and it's just hilarious that like when you're just walking around when you're even when there's no combat going on it's just like your normal walking is quite slow and you're just like i just want to boost even though there's no reason to do it you're just like sliding around on your ass everywhere because it's fast <laughs> <laughs> even if you're just like walking across a room after you've killed something to open a crate it's like oh 10 feet fuck that <laughs> <laughs> and it sort of encourages you to do so because oh sorry no, my bad uh, okay. mobile, blah. Yeah, I know. That's not very professional. Um, the, uh, um, the, uh, yeah, so when you're, um, oh, what was I saying? Words. Oh, yeah, but, but, yeah you know what I mean? When you're moving like about, the game person. sort of encourages you to do so because at the end of each mission, you get like a Japanese style stat breakdown. Oh, cool. Of like, oh, you you spent this much time in cover, and you killed this many enemies, and this meant this number of friendlies died, and you found this number of secrets and stuff like that. So it breaks it all down, and it kind of encourages you with a time bonus, which I've never managed to get um, uh, on any of the levels that I played through of, of just doing it quickly. Um, and it, and there's a score and stuff like that. Not that I'm sure that the score is ever really mentioned, but you know, there's no point in the score. It's just something you can gun for if you want to. Yeah, <laughs> so it encourages you to be mental if you want to. There's no point, but there is points. Yeah, there's points which mean nothing. <laughs> no, points so what do points. points mean? Fuck all. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. So what's the premise of Vanquish? Is it got some retarded story? Well, they actually. That right? The, <laughs> oh no, the story starts pretty good. Okay. Um, I won't spoil the well unless you want me to spoil the ending. I'm not going to do no, so. No, no, don't bother. But it's that. it's very Japanese. It's um, is it in space or what's the what's the setup? It's, I don't really the, know. the setup is um, the game starts with San Francisco getting totally fucked by a giant space laser. In the future. Um, in yeah, it's in the it's supposed to be near future in terms of okay. how people are living on the ground, but the technology has obviously moved a lot further. But it's 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 right. sort of. The start of the game seems to be, oh, it's not that far ahead. Um, uh, and it turns out it's the Russians, basically, nuking San Francisco. It's like, oh, Why is it war. always they've, they've, the Russians these they've, days? They've, they've got some mysterious mass, weapon of mass destruction. And it's like, oh, no, wait, actually, it's not just a weapon of mass destruction. It's our weapon of mass destruction, which they nicked off a space colony of ours. Um, right. <laughs> so, basically, the idea of the game is you have to go to this space colony in order to... Uh, um, Te- you know, you, uh, in order to get control of this this weapon again, um, uh, sounds on a like Modern plot, Warfare Two in space. <laughs> <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> <laughs> on, on, uh, running at the same time, the professor um, of DARPA who created your um, well, Professor Candide, still running, is it? Yeah, it's, it's a, you play as a DARPA agent basically. It's like um, uh, the the professor who created your suit has been kidnapped. Um, so you get involved almost as a rescue mission as well as a um, a thingy. So there's like um, a, you know it's an excuse for you to bring your super high tech suit basically. Um, oh, cool. Because it's brand new and you're the only one that can use it and all that stuff and blah blah blah. Um, so yeah, so there's a bit of a rescue plot going on as well. So you end up on this colony uh, and it really does drop you in at the deep end. The first few levels are just epic, crazy firefight with things exploding everywhere and people trying to land and failing miserably, which <laughs> which the, the funny thing is all of that adds to your friendlies killed count. So the longer you take in the level, the more friendlies get killed because it, count, it counts things that you have no control over and they're happening just in, in, in the sky above you. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. 
It's kind of like so, uh, if a policeman would ran over a civilian in Grand Theft Auto 1, then you get the points for it, remember? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ding! <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. So it, it really drops you in the deep end. But it's quite good like that, because it's just like, holy shit. <laughs> and, and, and it's like that for most of the game. And it's a... Uh, it doesn't really have quiet moments. And when okay. they do, it's only it's only a few footsteps away before all hell breaks loose again. And, so you're uh, fighting humans then? You know, you're robots. fighting Russian robot army that they, refer, <laughs> that they refer to as the RIs. Awesome. So I don't know, I think RI, whether that stands for Russian infantry or robot infantry or what, but they're, uh, uh, yeah, and there's a lot, of course that means that they can have lots of giant robots that they call Romanovs. Um, <laughs> oh God. And there's lots of variants of Romanovs, like ones with lots of, like, chain guns or ones that like to just drill up to your face. <laughs> has it got any of that, that sort of? Um, has it got any of that sort of COD Soviet stylings, like um, uh, you know, Red Alert Two, you know, like fake hammers and hammers and sickles and. You know what? There there isn't much actually, to be honest. Other than the fact that you know they're Russian for most of the game, it doesn't, and, and their names, it wouldn't have made much difference what who they were. Right. Um, there's a couple of links to like you know, occasionally you actually end up getting to see like Russian dudes and they talk in a Russian accent. But <laughs> You're right. Um, but other than that, it really could have been anyone. So you recommend Vanquish then? I do. I I think it's bloody amazing. <laughs> it's just it's 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 it does have its flaws. It is mental and it I'm I'm not gonna say that it's not for everyone. It it takes it is reasonably frustrating. It's reasonably just crazy in terms of you can't tell what's going on half the time. And it is very much a start at the deep end game. You the the first few missions are about as hard as the game is throughout the, its entire length. Oh, okay. Um so it's a uh, um it, you know it it's it has that sort of lost planet vibe to it as well in terms of the graphical feel and uh um which isn't bad. Don't get me wrong, Lost Planet was a nice looking game and this is a better looking game than Lost Planet. It's just um the texture detail in places is lovely. But <laughs> awesome. Um Seems like this. It's, it's just a bit retarded. About... The, the story ends up. Oh, I'm not about giving it away. It's very Japanese, but the story at the end gets completely retarded, and most of the original point okay. is lost. Okay. But fortunately, the only two bits of important story are at the beginning and the end. Everything okay. in the middle is just you getting somewhere. Shoot robots, and, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, it and have fun basically. <laughs> yeah, it's quite short. Is the other thing. Oh, if you were to, if you were not to die. You could get through the game. Well, my game timer was six and a half hours, mm, which is which not... is quite short. Yeah, that's true. I guess it's like almost arcade style. You could just play it yeah. over again with the and with the, 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 the my, my, my other sort of downside to it is, although it does have the occasional cool different level, um, it's not particularly varied. Nor is the settings varied. Like each act st- seems to start in a new sort of environment and then it quickly goes back to where you were fighting pretty much before so the graphical look of the game is pretty much the same all the way through it's not like the environments change much which right, is a bit okay. of a shame yeah i guess yeah that could have been cool if they'd mixed up the environments a bit with different yeah. colonies and different looks and stuff yeah, but it does okay. set it up for a for a sequel the story definitely oh, right, doesn't okay. finish in the first and uh, okay, it's cool. like a, a conclusion to to the main one but there's definitely a sequel in it and awesome. I really hope there is because it's great. Seems like this we've been talking about games that maybe aren't the top tier games, but they're just fun, like Monday Night yeah. Combat and Vanquish and Bulletstorm. Well, 
the thing is, is I've now I've finished Vanquish. You know, I, I don't immediately go, go, oh, thank God that's over, which I kind of had when I finished Bioshock 2. Right, uh, yeah. Which I've done fairly recently. I, I'd sort of finished that and thought, oh, uh, you know, that's over. I don't really ever want to play that again. Yeah. I finished Vanquish and I'm itching to do it again. You want to play it again? <laughs> it's, just like, okay. it's just like, oh my God, I'm, I actually want to just keep playing this. This is awesome. <laughs> so what else have you been playing? What else have you got? This week. You know what? Not not massively much actually. Vanquish has taken up most of my efforts. You, you haven't actually um, talked about finishing Bioshock Two, I don't think. Have I not? I don't think so. Um, how how spoilerific can we be? <laughs> not no, because like half the appeal of Bioshock is story. Is the story? Too, so we better not. We better not bother with them. Oh, okay. I'll 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 be blunt and quick and not give anything away but it's not nearly as interesting as the story in the first game right well that's hardly there's, surprising right? there's an amazing section as you when you, where you get to be a little sister for a bit that's oh, great cool. but um you know it's a very neat graphical effect and a nice it was a good thing for them to do it gives you a completely different perspective you, you see everything from how the little sister sees it and it's just completely different Cool. And it's, uh, it's it's really well done. So that was a highlight. But generally, the story doesn't really twist. It's pretty straight faced all the way through. It doesn't have the awesome, famous, um, yeah, twi- the, the, the awesome one. famous yeah. twist from the first game. That doesn't happen. There's nothing like it. And uh, okay, it's pretty much start to finish the same game, which is a bit of a shame because the actual game mechanics are better overall, but they just don't they don't mix it up enough. Hmm. Cool. Well, so uh, but anyway, yeah, that's all I've really got to say on that. Oh, I did have a try awesome. at the, the Bioshock Two multiplayer. Oh, really? What's that like? Laggy as hell. I couldn't oh, get God. into a game where it didn't have like a ridiculous fucking lag. But it's relatively interesting. It's a bit shit compared to most things, but it's it's basically just straight deathmatch, but with um 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 you can use your plasmids for a bit you don't like get a lot of eve for it you have to find eve about the level but the only other place you can get eve from are vending machines which can be booby trapped and explode immediately and things like that it's a, it's a bit of a mess to be honest okay um it's it's intriguing for a quick few goes but it's not something i'll i'll, I'll go back to i did it for a bit to get a couple of the achievements because annoyingly there's multiplayer achievements but oh. um i still think uh, they should be split up <laughs> Yeah, definitely. But it's yeah. it's it's it, yeah. Don't, don't bother about the Bioshock multiplayer. It's not great. Cool. Um, okay. Plenty of other good yeah. player to play anyway. So that was alright. I've been playing Blur some more because it's because it's because that's also amazing. Yeah. Um, it still hasn't lost its appeal. Um, I've done a bit more online play, and it's still genius. It's it's, it's just a great game. Um, Sweet. Yeah. Uh, right. Not much more to say. Oh, I'm still playing Racketeer as well. I failed <laughs> my first loop on it, yes. um, so that the final deadline for the money I was supposed to pay to the, the, the to the loan company came around, and I was miserably off target. Um, <laughs> yeah. So basically, the game just goes as Zach, Zach described. It was all a dream, and you start from scratch, but with um, all of your items in tow and your merchant level in tow, which really helps because you can be like considerably over target at the start of the game and just sort of stock up on stuff. Oh, and some of the game's more interesting mechanics start to come out at about. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's 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 like a, if you were to just play it on loop, if you were to just complete the game on loop one, you probably won't see half of what the game has to offer. 
Yeah, I sort of agree because some of the later things you get with the merchant levels is actually kind of really useful. I mean, obviously, yeah, like the store the stuff and the vending store. machines and yeah, yeah. and mm. well, less so, I guess, the crafting. But that depends how much you want crafting. <laughs> Make more. Well, yeah, the fusion stuff's quite. Up. The fusion stuff's quite difficult. I mean, in, in Loop 2, I've been sp- pretty much spending as many days as possible doing the adventuring to just build up a, an epic pile of ingredients. And you still <laughs> don't get much you confuse with it. Well, it's because you always get the things you don't need. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the other problem that a lot of the fusions require, like, multiples of the things that the bosses drop, which just sucks. And the bosses don't always drop the things that they drop, so it's like no, oh. that's that's quite irritating. So you've done an entire dungeon and you've just fought the boss you needed something from, and it hasn't dropped it, and you're like, ah, oh, what a waste of a day. <laughs> yes, right. I don't know if because you can do like the last last option in every dungeon is like the boss rush, but I don't think those drop. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't no, I don't think I don't think, I don't think they all, drop. No, which super sucks. They're just, like, something you all can do, but for no benefit, really, is the problem. This, uh, I still haven't unlocked the last dungeon. I've I've gone through Amber Garden. Yeah, that, that took me a long time one. after the end of the game before that even became available. <laughs> Although I did it in loop, in loop 1, so I don't think I... I think I was only just starting Amber Garden by the time I'd paid off the loan. Oh, okay. Did you spend much time venturing during it? Because... Well, during your first hard. loop, because yeah, well, I, I, mean, I didn't. The problem was is that I advent- during my first loop towards the end, it came. It was like adventuring actually became a bit of a problem because it took away too much time from selling stuff and making money. So toward this, the whole second half, I was barely adventuring. I was just spending my own time buying and selling. Well, yeah, it was. It was kind of started to. You had to. I, I don't know, it was something to do with, like, like, once you sort of learn more how to game the system, particularly with, like, sales and stuff, where, you, where like, the buy low and sell high, but when they're super low and super high, you can make so much money, then it was like, that was freeing up more time to do adventuring. Particularly, mm. It's basically, the important thing is food. <laughs> That's the only important... It's like, every time food is cheap, buy a ton of it. And then when it... when they Because the, the event that, like, causes food to go to double price happens a lot more frequently than all the other ones, where it's like precious metals have increased or whatever. So food is, like, the one thing where you, you always want to have a massive extra stock, and then when it goes to the, when it goes to the food shortage, you're just like, fuck yeah, <laughs> every shelf in my shop is just full of food that you're going to pay <laughs> a ridiculous amount of cash for. Sweet. Yeah, it's like 3,000 picks for a ham sandwich. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a freaking ham sandwich. Like 10,000 quid for a melon. <laughs> <laughs> That's one expensive melon. But yeah, and then obviously as you learn the percentages, you get as much out of it as you can. 250% lol. Or more if you happen to be selling. The best one is like, because I don't know why, this is a weird thing about the story, but there's that other little girl that you meet early on who's like super pissed off about your store or whatever because she's partial or some shit. And she (laughs) thinks you're a homo. (laughs) Which is sort of true. (laughs) But then it, that, that that like never resolves into anything. She just like starts coming to your store and shopping. It's like what? Wait, when you going to like destroy me or something? <laughs> well, the other really irritating thing about 
Well, then it's just like even the game. The game seems to want to fight against its own mechanics in places. So, like when you discover, you know, how the just combo works, and that if you like manage to sell stuff to people in the first hit, you get like an extra bit of experience. And the more you do it in a row, that double that bonus doubles each time. So eventually, you're getting shit tons of experience per sale. And then then the game decides, oh, that's too easy for you. I'm going to throw in this bitch woman who wants to sell you shit at a ridiculously high price. Um, Yeah, and you know it's going to break your combo. And it's like, oh, it's like, like, you fucking cow. (laughs) It's because it counts for buying as well as selling. That's the problem with that thing. Yeah. Like, if you don't buy the thing, then it counts as a fail. It's like, why do I don't want that for (laughs) it? Get out of my shop, you (laughs) tart. But the, the the that little the rival girl who not doesn't really turn out to be much of a rival or whatever, you can sell stuff to her for such ridiculous prices. Particularly if it's like if it's already two hundred, yeah. if it's already in the double price zone where it's like normally you go to like two fifty or two seventy five, you can easily sell stuff to her for like three twenty percent. It's like, gosh. Well, this is the other thing. It's like I I did. I have looked up a sort of guide and stuff on the sort of ranges you can sell stuff into, and it never works out like that for me. It's like my my target's are always so much smaller. It's like you were saying, like, oh, you can sell it for about two hundred fifty percent, blah blah. Fuck, can you? <laughs> it's like, that never works, except for Alouette. Yeah, you can sell it to her ridiculously expensive, but to everyone else, that never works. Yeah, oh, and the bloody housewives as well. They're so inconsistent. They they always they always want to haggle, so you can never get the combo off there. I don't know. Well, I... You can on occasion, but they really want to haggle more often. And the fucking little girl can't make up their sodding minds whether that you can't buy something cheaper than a hundred percent. The little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I don't know. Maybe maybe there's some element of because they they there's the sort of suggestion that like you form a relationship with customers if you do better with them, but that never seems to. It's not you know. There's no game mechanic apparent that you can see. But well, yeah, no, know, you occasionally like... get that heart icon if you undersell yeah. quite a lot. Yeah, but it's like that—it's not a transparent game mechanic at all. If it is even there, no, it doesn't even really tell you about it much. No, but then it's just like—I don't know—I—I know—it's I like I could get it quite consistent, where it's like our little girls—you never never bother going above hundred to like hundred twelve percent because they always fail, and it's just like. Old people, you can maybe go to 130 sometimes, but it's safer to go to like 127. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you start learning the pattern, I guess. And basically, I'm trying to build up my merchant combo as fast as possible because it's my merchant level, because that's where more interesting stuff happens is when you, as you start getting that up. So I'm purposefully underselling at the yeah, moment just to try. Like, and... I mean, that's the thing where it's like once you finish the loan payment, it's just like now I don't even have to try and sell profit, I just sell everything 100% because. <laughs> Because I'm not needing to make money any longer. Which is a bit weird, considering the yeah, whole point of the you game. Can do, you can do what you want, then. <laughs> but anyway, it's still cool. It's it's still a nice... It's it, it's it's kind of my go-to at lunch breaks at work still. So oh, it's, it's a nice, relaxing lunchtime game. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> you, you can just zone out completely. Cool. Except right. for when you're adventuring, which can be tense if you fucking die. And it's like, ah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I can't yeah. use that cocking Caillou kid, he's shit. <laughs> oh, what, the magician dude? Yeah. You just have to use that one spell he has over and over. <laughs> well, the fire. No, the, the rapid-fire bullets thing. Oh, yeah, that's quite useful. <laughs> and then, it's basically, you use that on every enemy, apart from slimes, and then you recharge your mana by beating up slimes <laughs> with the stick. You know, 
I'm like two weeks through, like two or three weeks through loop two, and I still only have those three characters. It's like yeah, Elan hasn't joined me yet. Super yeah. slow as well. Yeah, Elan hasn't joined me yet. The the sort of elf girl you meet in the Amber Garden hasn't joined yet. And it's a uh... yeah, you get those so slowly. Although really, um, Armor honest... hasn't joined yet. She's although she's really difficult to sell to as well. Yeah, I don't even have her. That that's like the last character as far as I can tell. I mean, obviously, the stupid like ancient robot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's obviously going to be ridiculous. Which but... seems to have no knowledge of money somehow. No. But yeah, the characters. But it's like really, obviously, you only need Louis because that, that he's his. He's just the easiest one to use by a million miles. Oh, no, I, I, I play as the thief. Well, super speed. Yeah, the speed does help to like get through stuff quickly. But Louis is just like solid, and he has like awesome specials or a awesome special. I mean, you only need the sweet. That's about it. <laughs> the spear yeah. woman is okay if you can cope with the slowness. Spear woman. Oh, I haven't met her yet either. How are you? Maybe they unlock. Maybe they don't always unlock in the same order. But spear woman is like you. She's like you find her in the dungeon, and then she's like retardedly lost. And you're like, how have you managed to end up here? This is a dungeon. What are you doing? <laughs> Get the <fuck> out. Come <laughs> to my shop. <laughs> maybe so have... yeah, racketeer. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know we, we, we've bitched about that for some time now. Check it out on Steam. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's quite strange. Japanese it's kind of surprising we've talked about that so much. Over they're, the, they're doing... A couple of times we've talked about it. The guys that retranslated it and uh, and put it on are, are doing... The, that, the Japanese company that made the original Racketeer, they're doing their previous game as their next translation. Oh, I see. Clever. <laughs> so... <Okay. laughs> Which would be a bit weird for us, because apparently it's a bit less original. It's more of a straight, good dungeon crawler. Right. Um, but it'll be weird for us because it has reused assets and things. Or Except oh, no. they weren't reused when the, that one was made, because yeah. they reused oh, them right. in Racketeer. <laughs> <laughs> that is going to be confusing, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't think it's going to go down quite so well because of that. It's going to confuse back, people yeah. unless they know the backstory. And it's not but... got the original... The appeal of the originality of Racketeer. That's kind of no, the point. No, true. Yeah. I think they're aware that, you know, they, they seem to be quite, um, they're taking it, you know, I read an, an interview with uh, with those the translator guys and it's, uh, yeah, it's quite interesting. They're quite just taking it as they go at the moment. Racketeer did so unexpectedly well for them yeah. that they're just taking on a load of projects at the moment and uh, see how well they go. And uh, they're just sort of, they're, they're, not, they're not big headed about it at all, thinking, yeah, we can keep this up. It's like, we're pretty good, but <laughs> we're, it's, it's a bit of a rocky game we're in. So it's, it's, quite, it's quite good that they're honest about it and they know what they're doing. Cool. Right, I better get on to me, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Uh, How are we doing for time now that we've wasted a lot of it and we'll do Dan last as normal? <laughs> I know, we've got, we've got 25 minutes, so we're okay. Okay, not too bad. Right, reasonably. Uh, but, yes. <laughs> Only less than a quarter of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, <less than> <laughs> um, I, uh, there was a sale on Take-Two stuff, and I'm your humble rock star correspondent, so I bought, um, I bought Undead Nightmare and um, uh, what's the pack? Ballad of Gay Tony to finish off the uh, Grand Theft Auto 4 story, but I haven't played that. Oh, I've yes. just been playing uh, Red Dead Redemption's Undead Nightmare pack, uh, which is the sort of zombie-themed add-on 
for Red Dead. I can now un- I now kind of understand why why they were priced the way they were. Red Dead uh, Undead Nightmare isn't like a big episode in the same way that Lost and Damned or, or Ballad of Gay Tony are for um, GTA 4. It's much smaller, I think. Well, I haven't finished it yet, but it seems much smaller in scope. It is funny, I have to admit. That that's probably the best thing about it is the the way that the characters react to the situation is just the the original characters from the original game but the way they react to the weird situation of zombies is pretty hilarious i mean there's some mm. really deadpan di- i mean that i mean john marston is just hilarious because he's he's really quite unfazed by everything generally but uh it even extends to zombies <laughs> like he's just really matter of fact about everything and um and some of the other characters in from the original game suit the setting re- weirdly well. Like Seth was already a really strange bloke who dug people, you know, dead people up out of the ground to steal, you know, he was a grave looter. So he, that's already weird. And then if you add the undead into the situation, it kind of fits. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's off, right? It's like, oh, it's ruining my business by coming back to life. <laughs> sort of. Well, he he kind of likes the zombies. You know? <laughs> you know, he doesn't like people. You know? <laughs> what? Because he doesn't. He, it's like, ah, oh, now the effort of D is ruined. Really... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just knock them over and see Well, he tells you to go and clear out the graveyards, and then you do that, which is quite fun. You have to. You you get like a burning torch, and you burn the burn some of the uh, coffins that are above the ground and then they rise up out of the ground and you have to you have to kill them uh yeah so and then west dickens is like a snake oil merchant from the first game and of course he's trying to sell people a fake cure for the zombies, zombies and stuff yeah and then presumably you have to go and find out because i haven't gone down to mexico but there's he's going well what's the cure because his uh, john marston's wife and child get like infected in the first scene uh, and um, so he ties them up, and he goes out searching for a cure. And uh, yeah, <laughs> naturally. Well, he's like really, he's like really matter of fact about everything. Like I say, anyway, it's really funny. So uh, and you think he's saying, oh, it's Aztecs. It's from Mexico. That's where it's coming from. It's a curse or something. So we're gonna go down there. But I don't know. Like it is weird the atmosphere. Like because like lots of. Like the the original game has these beautiful landscapes and these amazing weather effects, but of course that all gets trampled on because everything is moody and gloomy all the time. So it's like always a permanently grey, horrible day with like mist and and like you know, light, you know, sun rays bursting through these dark clouds and stuff. So everything looks post-apocalyptic all the time. I suppose like Fallout or something. But it kind of. I've certainly thought that there's sort of a reason for it. Yeah. Hmm. Well, no, it's a sort of yeah undead gloom or something. I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah, it kind of messes with the. And also, like we were saying in the game of the year podcast, how good the score is. Well, obviously, it's got to have a new weird zombie elements to the score zombie and score. stuff, and that kind of yeah messes that up. I mean, it, it's fine what it is, but there isn't much of it, and so um, it does kind of screw with the atmosphere of the original game. But if you don't mind that, then... I mean, the combat's really cool. Because, uh, um, you know, there's different zombie types. They're, like, especially infected, almost. Left 4 Dead style. Exactly. In amongst the normal guys. And you basically, you have to headshot them to kill them, basically. Well, no, you don't have to, but it takes quite a few hits. But it only takes one headshot to kill any zombie, I think. Although maybe the 
toughest special infected maybe not but anyway but um i because of course you can use the dead eye but i've been using dead eye differently from in the original game because usually in the original game once i got it upgraded i go into dead eye and then you'd pick your targets using the right bumper and then you fire off at once but i i found the way to do it with the zombies is to go into dead eye and just aim up at, at one of their heads and then fire which takes you out of dead eye and just repeat that rather than mm. choosing multiple shots that seems to be the, the way to do it because some of the zombies are really fast and they scramble on the ground so you just click in and because you get dead eye back from killing zombies then you don't run out of it too fast and at first i thought it would be very, quite survival horror-y in that there would be a lack of ammunition but it turns out that once you start saving the towns and stuff you actually get quite a bit of ammunition um but um yeah so it's sort of funny and a bit creepy in places like because you can't be funny when you're out in the middle of the nowhere and you're being attacked by zombie um, uh, cougars and stuff. <laughs> and this, I, I mean, it is quite creepy in places. I mean, I mean, bears are scary enough already, and I'm terrified of coming across a zombie bear in the in the woods. <laughs> uh, but the, there is this mission where that you does have to sound pretty horrible, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because they're they're pretty terrifying anyway. The bears, but um, the grizzlies, but um. Uh, there's also this mission where you have to kill these Sasquatches, like because it can have myth, because it's mythical, because it's got zombies. You might as well throw in a whole bunch of other mythical creatures, right? So <laughs> you have to kill the Sasquatches, and then at the end you find the last Sasquatch, and it, and uh, he's like really sad that someone's been going around killing all his all his friends, and all he does is eat berries and stuff. And you're like, no, you eat babies. Everyone knows that. It's like, no. Oh, anyway, it's quite sad. <laughs> yeah there's loads of like dark humor in it it's good um but i also i found that because i had i decided to install it the 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 main game as well to for loading mm. pauses but i find that that that's a problem it seems to i mean installing the game when i was playing the normal game seemed to help a lot but uh, uh but doing it when i was playing this undead expansion pack which is also installed uh it kind of messed up level of detail in a similar way to see what seems to happen if you install Grand Theft Auto 4. It seems to get very confused and not load sections in front of you. But as soon as I uninstalled the main game and kept just Undead Nightmare installed and just ran it from the disc, you know, normally, mm. it seems to be it seems to have fixed that. So watch out for that. Because I was like, it wasn't this bad. I mean, I remember open world jank, but I don't remember it happening that I ran in front, I, I rode my horse in front of areas that had loaded. You know that's yeah. no good. Yeah, so um, it's it's a weird one because you don't not entirely sure why that would even happen. Yeah, because if it's just up. if the Xbox is just directing the the load yeah, I know from the hard disk. It's like maybe the game can't cope with the increased speed. You know, maybe there's some maybe. real precision in that and to it's do with that optimization. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it happened in GTA it's probably 4. a thread synchronization thing where it just didn't didn't happen uh, when it was loading from the disk because the speeds yeah. are in a certain way. But as soon as you speed one element up. All of a yeah. sudden, you end up with synchronization issues that cause things to go wrong in unexpected ways. I mean, it happened with GTA 4. If you install GTA 4, you can end up driving down streets that haven't loaded. It looks really strange. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so watch out for that. Is yeah. it like the old um, Burnout 3 bug I used to have on my PlayStation where the disc, for some reason, it would just fuck up every now and then, not load bits of tracks. There'd just be giant sections of road texture missing. Yeah, there's mi it's like missing texture, but like all the texture seems to be missing in a whole street, so it's all blurred out and like super low level of detail. 
and then oh, it pops in eventually. It's kind, of, it's kind of like the Unreal Engine's like loading thing. Yeah, but where it loads to the textures, extreme. But... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because obviously, Grand Theft Auto has to be able to render a a, a, a building from across the other side of the river, you know. Yeah. But yeah. it has that super low level of detail, so it's like so, you've so, walked so it right look up like to anything. that. Yeah. Yeah. So you've walked right up to that almost. It feels like. Anyway, but um, yeah, but that doesn't detract from the game once you remember to uninstall it, which is weird. Anyway, so yeah, no, it's pretty cool. Uh, I'm enjoying it, but I'm I'm kind of more looking forward to Gay Tony because it does kind of mess with the atmosphere and the memories of the first of Red Dead. It kind of makes me want to play the main game again rather than yeah, okay. you know go around. I mean, the zombies are, is are great and and all that's great, but I just it does muck with what I liked about the first game in in some ways. Although it's worth it just for the cutscenes, to be honest. I mean, it's, it's it's pretty cool if you like the characters and stuff. And but yeah, the atmosphere stuff is, yeah. Uh, I'm glad that it's a little thing. I mean, it seems to me that the zombie theme would almost fit better with Grand Theft Auto. I mean, can you imagine Nico Bellic as Will Smith in I Am Legend? You know, the the streets of Liberty City. There's no one but you and a load of zombies. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, is that kind of what Left 4 Dead is like anyway? But... Yeah, I suppose. I mean, yeah, the combat system like... in, in Red Dead is a lot better for zombies than the Grand Theft Auto combat system would be a disaster. <laughs> yeah, because it's like Left 4 Dead is zombies in cities, or, well, sometimes, or in the, in the forest, in the woods. But it's like, I guess zombies in the Wild West, that's a place they haven't been yet. That's true, but it's a bit strange. <laughs> what about Arctic zombies? If we had Arctic zombies in well, of course, games, was the we thing. Had them well, I don't think the Arctic yeah. zombies would be very fun because the Arctic is sort of devoid of cover and stuff. They made a, <laughs> they made a game out of the thing, though. That's like Arctic zombies, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. Well, it's like an Arctic base that gets infected by an alien. John Carpenter's the thing, or whatever. I think they made a game out of that. Anyway. Yeah, I think you're right. I think they did. Where else can we put zombies? On the moon. <laughs> <laughs> moon zombies. <laughs> Well, the thing is, underwater you get into... zombies. We haven't had underwater. What about we've had zombie piranhas, like or you know, crazy, super dangerous piranhas, but not actually sort of like actual sort of underwater zombie people. <laughs> yeah, but then you were just getting into like that's less zombies and more like swamp thing or something. <laughs> I guess that's true. It's just that's just underwater zombies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no, that's just an underwater monster though. You know, underwater zombie has to be a dead person that's like reanimated <laughs> by the mysterious water in this one particular lake or something. Oh, another thing about Undead Nightmare is you get in the, in normal Red Dead you can you know find different horses and uh, tame them or whatever. But in Undead Nightmare you can find the four horses of the apocalypse. You see. <laughs> And they have different. <laughs> it's really cool. I've got famine now, which uh, famine is like impossible to kill. And then um, what else is there? War, I think, is on fire, <laughs> permanently on fire. And like when you run over zombies, they they set they set on fire, stuff like that. Does, does it hurt know. your ass while you're riding? I it? don't know. I don't think so. I mean... You gradually take health damage as you're sort of sitting. <laughs> I haven't found one yet. It is a bit strange because all of the um, mythical, you know, horses. Uh, they have infinite stamina, which is really cool because you can go really fast all the time. But it also means that because um, the way that the uh, spurring system works is you, you tap A to, to spur the horse on, but you don't have to tap A all the time because you'll run out of stamina normally. So it's usually tap, 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 hold, tap, 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 hold. But because they have infinite stamina, it's tap, 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 tap all the time, which is a bit lame. You know, these long rides, and you, I mean, you don't really have to, but I mean, if you want to go maximum speed, you just tap it all the time, which is kind of annoying. Uh, but yeah. 
co-op system would just hold it down or something. Well, if you hold it down, you keep speed constant, but you slow up after a while if you're going at maximum speed, and then you have to spur the horse on. That's the idea. I mean, it does work really well in the main game, but it kind of breaks. Once you remove that stamina bar from the mechanic by giving them infinite stamina, it kind of breaks the whole thing to an extent. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it's cool, though. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so I've been playing that, and I'll get into Bowser of Tony sometime, but I think we've had enough uh, <laughs> rock star <laughs> stuff for the time being. Let's see what else I've got. Um, yeah. The mighty gay Tony. The mighty gay. I haven't got oh, much, much else to talk about. Just kept playing a Super Meat Boy. Um, just going through that quite slowly because I find it nicer to play in short bursts where I don't, my hand doesn't Definitely. cramp and I don't get too frustrated. <laughs> it's nice to come into it and like beat a bunch of levels and be like, this is way cool, uh, and not get into a really frustrating patch, which is so easy mm. to do. Um, had a go. Getting some of the bandages uh, in the forest world, the first world, and that was quite fun. I still can't find one of them. It's really annoying. <laughs> it's like I'm missing uh, one, and then it's uh, like, oh, I'd have to look through all of these goddamn levels. Yeah. Um. Right. Like, sorry. That might have to get guided. Look it up. Because <laughs> the other is, when are you ever going to find these fuckers? <laughs> I know, some of them are impossible to find. I don't know how you find some of the bandages. They're like hidden behind stuff, and there's just like a single white pixel, and you can just see white, like one white pixel that jiggles, and you're like, oh, that's a bandage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, we've got about ten minutes left to talk about the NGP, or whatever the hell they're going to call it. Uh. The PSP2 has been announced. Uh, have you seen this thing? Yes, what I have. You, what are your thoughts? The, the, the... Going a bit mental with it, to be honest, don't they? It's like touchscreen, front screen, touchscreen, back screen. Touchscreen on the machine. back. Dual analog, literally sticks, not even sliders. They're actually sticks. Um, Mini sticks, yeah. From what it can look like. <coughs> uh, yeah, touchscreen front, touchscreen back. What, like flash carts for the games, which is probably cool. Uh, it's That's better than the uh, UMDs, anyway. I'm glad they got yeah. those. And absolutely massive um, specs, like ridiculously better than the 3DS in terms of power. Uh, yeah. To be honest, though, it's like while it sounds amazing on paper and it's everything it should be and it's everything the first one you know, it fixes the, a lot of the problems with the first one, presumably. It's unless Sony really pull it out of the bag with their game support, it's yeah. just going to be another you know meh product. Well, because because the PSP we were... at the time was quite impressive, but there's a crap lineup of games. Yeah, I mean, all the launch games for PSP were better than <laughs> everything that came out over the rest of the life of the PSP. Yeah, pre- well, pretty People much. still play a few, Luminates, you know. There's a few standouts, but yeah, Luminates yeah, 2 was, was, okay, was, okay. was the highlight, and uh, Wipeout yeah. Pure was, um, no, was sorry, Wipeout game. Pulse was, yeah. was, was, was genius. Yeah, um, but still. And, well, the Valkyria Chronicles 2 is supposed to be good. And, yeah. uh, still, we wanted that on you PS3. You can play Final Fantasy VII on it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, um... I mean, because I was thinking that the 3DS is too expensive. This is going to be... They haven't announced the price, but it's obviously going to be way more expensive than 3DS, I think. It's got to be uh, quite clearly. expensive. And I don't know. I think we made a whole argument about... Maybe... Is it just us being... Or is it just me being tight? Or is it... Or, consoles what, what is are it? getting more expensive, I think. Or, or is it me not... Um, new, new consoles are more expensive. Me not having the kind of opportunity to play... 
well, n- not needing to play games on the go, really, because I don't have a commute or whatever at the moment. And even if I did, I'd probably be, you know, driving or whatever. So I don't know no, when people I, I... play these devices. I mean, because I have a PC right in front of me and a console. There's games on the on PSP too. They're talking about an Uncharted game that's like nice graphically, and but I'd rather play Uncharted on a console. You know, it's like, is it just me or that isn't in the right demographic to be? It's just me that thinks these are too expensive, or are there people out there who are like, oh, I want to be able to play these games when I'm on the tube for a half an hour or something? I don't know. Uh, yeah, and I'm well, willing to pay work for, for these devices quid. work for long train journeys and they work for long flights and they work good for, for airplanes yeah um, uh, and they work for um, anything that's um, well you know if, I, if when I'm when I flying out to America again soon it would have been quite nice to have a device that I could you know use for gaming with some reliability I mean I've got my work laptop um, <laughs> and my busted DS and my PSP um, but it's a you know, the PSP will probably be the lifeline, but it's, uh, you know, it's still not... I, I know what you mean, that none of those things seem particularly suited. I mean, are there enough people taking enough airline flights for to sell enough PSP2s, you know, for people who want to play console games effectively? I don't know. Yeah. The problem I have is that Sony seems to have got the wrong idea. It's like no one seems... I know, I know what you mean. It's, it's not that the hardware is bad for portable gaming. It's no, that, amazing. I mean, it's, it's got, it's it's got it's, the touch screen and the dual analog sticks. I mean, it'd be awesome. That I don't think they make the right games for a portable device. It's... Mm. Yeah. They, they, they seem to want to bring all of their big screen entertainment to the handheld, which yeah. isn't really that... Great. I mean, the iPhone no. and the DS are just examples of how those, you know, most people on the iPhone and most people on the DS don't actually play the real hardcore games. They sort of play the ones you can pick up and put down in, in, in quick sessions. The ones that you can pick up and play for a long time are often irritating because if there's a um, an interruption or something you need to deal with, you can't just mm. put it down. Yeah, and exactly. then at that point, you might as well be playing it on the big screen rather than on a portable device. You know, the the the, the point of it is gone. But that's why the uh, DS had the close the lid thing, I guess. Yeah, and the PSP does have the standby mode, which it doesn't does, always yeah. work. But <laughs> you know, the problem with the PSP standby mode was that the battery life is so short that <laughs> chances yeah, are that's by true. the time you turn it back on, it's just gone. <laughs> Well, the battery life will be better on the PSP too. I mean, no moving parts for a start. Um, And, yeah, I mean, battery technology is a lot better now. No, yeah, it's considerably better than it was back then. Yeah. And presumably, yeah, they'll make it with low, you know, considerably more, um, ah, what do you call it, low power usage components. Yeah, yeah. Now that they've sort of come of age again. But, uh, I don't know. I mean, there's nothing we can say about the games because, I mean, what happened on we the PSP really might, not, might not happen there's again. There's a new Ridge Racer. <laughs> oh, God. I don't want a new Ridge Racer. <laughs> oh, no, wait. No, I might be getting confused That's on with 3DS. Ridge Racer 3D. Yeah. Although they have, I think they've announced one for for consoles as well. But um, but they don't... Uh, <laughs> I love how Joystick described that. It's like, another new console, another new Ridge Racer game. Yeah. It's, the only reason Ridge Racer sells is because a new console comes out that they can put a completely unoriginal title on. 
Yeah, it's true. And, <laughs> and Ridge Racer Three D is doing exactly the same thing by saying, "Oh, it's a new game. What we're we gonna do? We're gonna release the same Ridge Racer game with the same tracks." I quite like Ridge Racer on the PSP, but I don't want to play that again on the PSP two with better graphics. I mean, no, it's, no, thank you. Well, the, admittedly, the the PSP one shook it up a bit because they had the, added the boost thing, so it was yeah, that's it was true. kind of new. You know, holy crap, they did something different. Yeah, that's but true. They haven't done about since. <laughs> no, oh, I don't know. Oh, I mean, Ridge Racer's just a big fail these days. I mean, you might be able to do some cool things with that touchpad on the back, but it. I, I can know. see why they did it, because it means your fingers don't get in the way of the screen. Yeah, no, that's cool. And I'd still got the touchscreen on the front for those kinds yeah. of games. You know, you can still play Meteos or whatever. Using so you could touch. play like a touch-based, like a dual shooter or something, where you're moving something around the, the battlefield using the back of the screen. You know, yeah. You could still do that. But if you're... But if you need precision, like in a block puzzler, or say they make Meteos on PSP, then... Uh, Oh, wouldn't that be great, actually, if they took the music concept of Meteos and used the PSP's power and the touchscreen to make it work? Mm. I don't they know. Make... It's like, you can't make it more... It's, it's The whole point of it is sort of it's less... It's not like Lumens where it's like actual music music. It's more like... No, but they could do more with it, couldn't they? They could make it slightly more um, sort of music-related. You know, in, in that the... Um... And that the sounds are more impressive, and the loop, the music loops are a little bit longer than like two bars. I don't think they wanted them to be longer because it's like you know it changes depending on how full the level is and stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I could be, it could be cool. I always thought that you know that Meteos could have done more of the music element. Do you think they'd be able to port Child of Eden to PSP two like almost <laughs> direct? I don't know. But that's another one of those things that really needs an amazing sound system and an amazing setup. Yeah, that's true. I'm so looking forward to that. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. I wonder how many people are actually going to play that with Connect, and how many people are just going to buy it and play with a controller. Like I'll be it. happy to play it on a controller. I don't care. Yeah, me too. Yeah, almost everyone would be, I would have thought. I don't know. Well, that might be quite fun to try with a Connect. But... Oh, yeah, definitely. I'd want to give it a go, but it's it's not a reason for me to have a Connect. Yeah. Is there ever going to be one though? That's the thing. Is there ever going to be other than disposable income? (laughs) No. Other than girlfriend activities. (laughs) It's good for parties. Casual gaming. Yeah. Yeah. Central is pretty awesome. uh... Did you see the hack to to do um, uh, black and white (laughs) with the connect? Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. I think we talked about that before. Oh, did we? Oh, fair enough. Uh, what are we doing? Uh, two minutes and uh, two and a half minutes. Right. <laughs> Suddenly. <Ooh>. Suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? I really terrible to in joke, but I, I don't even know why that exists. <laughs> no, I don't know where that. Ca- it was something like, like we were just trying to break up an awkward silence or something at some point. So it was just oh, Oh dear. <laughs> oh dear. Well, listeners, I hope you've enjoyed our rambling once again. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, we Sadness to the white stripes. Sadness. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't think. I mean, they haven't released an album for four years, and that really? at least it's been that long. Yeah, it's been that long since Sticky Thump, and like this way, they'll never wow. release a bad album ever. So. <laughs> 
that's yeah, quite true. nice. I mean, there's so many bands that end up releasing. I mean, every White Stripes album is amazing in its way. Mm. Um, uh, and there's so many bands that just release mediocre albums. You know, so, you okay, know I can that... see why he sort of did it. You know, he's moved on yeah. to raconteurs and the the. Uh... The Dead Weather and all that. Yeah, that's it. And, and they are great in their own ways. And it's not the same as the White Stripes. No. But I think he want, Jack White just wants to do the bigger, more grander sort of... I guess. I don't know. I, I, I'm hoping... I'm sure he'll do loads of awesome things in the future. Not a big Dead Weather fan, to be honest. And I, I kind of find it irritating the way that he's so good at playing the drums. It's like, stop being so talented. <laughs> just, just... Maybe, well, maybe, maybe they had a falling out, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I don't think it's It's like, that. you can play drums better than me. It's no longer working. No, but the way the White Stripes, almost the whole point was that the drumming was super primitive and simple because that really helped the music in its way. Uh, anyway... Uh, but um, I think the Dead Weather like almost too self-consciously cool with their all black get up and Alison Mosshart being all <laughs> I don't know. maybe but I like the music yeah it's pretty cool it's uh, pretty awesome the sort of like super sort of uh, it's hard to describe it's almost like it's fuzzy but not fuzzy sort of guitars that sort of <laughs> <laughs> right uh, goodbye everybody and join us again on the enemy podcast no, the Salakast. That's the one. The enemy. Oh, yeah. <laughs>